Jam-packed to the rafters. Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys so much for being with us here on monday september the 6th 2021 labor day here to start your week off right with episode 238 as always i am joe Murata. that is michael quinn how you doing there michael Howdy, Three-day weekend, my friend. Three days. Yes. Three uh, glorious days, as, as uh, Larry Zabisco would say. Yes, Larry Zabisco would say. And speaking of Larry Zabisco, let's never speak of Larry Zabisco. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for being back with us here. We're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling. Perhaps your week is starting or your three-day weekend is ending. Wherever you might be and whoever you are, thank you for being with us here. Quinn, we have some... Great topics in store, but before we do that, we obviously have administrative tasks All to deal administrative with. administrative stuff. A lot of admin work here, yeah. a lot of housekeeping. Well, you know, somebody's got to get on the computer, click, 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 and type, type, type. admin. Yeah, admin. So, a couple of things, folks. If you've never followed us on Twitter, why don't you do that? You can do that at OVP Podcast on Twitter. We have uh, daily posts, sometimes clips that aren't owned by WWE. Most of the time, we try to avoid clips involving Larry Zabisco. Yeah, it's generally a good rule for most yeah. people. Uh, but you can follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. It is fun over there. You can also email us if you want to at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, if people want to talk to you and me and over 1,200 other retro wrestling fanatics, where can they go? We're at Facebook.com slash not Larry. Yeah, not Larry. Uh, it's a good site that hopefully doesn't include him. And, it can, and, but... Yeah, uh, it's got a search bar, though. That's the important part. What do you mean? It's, it has a search on the thing on the top. You ever hear of it? Search. Oh, oh so what do you do? <laughs> so you type in the search bar, our vantage point, dash, retro wrestling podcast, big bang, boom, tube, score, kafloey, hit the join group, you're in. Tell me if this is correct, Quinn. Okay, I'll tell you. When you hit the search thing and you join group and all that, yep. right? Mm-hmm. It tells you to agree to one rule, one rule only, which is don't be what now? A dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. Okay, that's mm-hmm. right. Now, what that means, folks, is we know that Facebook and other parts of the internet, like other streets on the internet, like Twitter and things, yeah. people argue, especially about wrestling. Oh, yeah. And, Up and down Twitter Street and yeah. Facebook Street. Facebook Avenue, even. Google Groups. Google Street. Groups. <laughs> Reddit. Yeah, Reddit. You dead end over there. <laughs> anyway, I know that it's hard to fathom, but people like to really get personal and argue about wrestling and insult each other. And guess what? We don't do that on our group no we don't we don't don't be an asshole that's the point of the group okay you can talk about retro wrestling all you want you can even bring up larry zabisco if you really want to i suppose Unfortunately, you're allowed you can even bring up retro pop culture yes you can like, depending on what what you gotta read the flow of the group there right you, you, go. Gotta, you, gotta, right. you gotta see what people are into right yep. now you know you can spark debate you can ask yeah. questions things like that just be nice about it if you disagree with somebody feel free to express that but don't express that in the form of a personal attack. Is that a nice way to put it? Yeah. Just be nice to each other, okay? That's on our Facebook group. And if you want pay-per-view reviews, well, you are in luck because we offer them. Right now, out right now, Michael Quinn, your favorite, Survivor Series mm-hmm. 93. You can get that on patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Quinn loved it. Oh, it was beautiful. Hey, at least we had Bobby. Yeah, that's at true. At least we had Bobby. And guess what? If you sign up at patreon.com slash OVP podcast, you'll get Survivor Series 93 and every single WWF pay-per-view all the way back to the first WrestleMania 
If you've been thinking about it, I encourage you to try it for September. See what you think. If you don't like it, hey, just cancel. It's fine. Cancel and move on. Yeah, we're not offended. That's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, moving on now, we're winding down the season, honestly. We're getting close. We are here. It's 2.38, and all season long, we've been doing a new segment where we have been talking about those people or perhaps places or things in wrestling that maybe wouldn't be on anyone's Mount Rushmore. No, definitely not. Mount Rushmore. People think of Ric Flair, maybe Hulk Hogan, guys like that, right? Yeah. Steve Austin. Shawn Michaels, of course. No. Bret Hart, though. Yeah. yeah. And, what? We've been talking about people like, I don't know, Paul Bear last yeah, week. Paul. Paul Bear. We talked about Jimmy Hart and J.J. McGuire, the songwriting that team. That was fun. The Islanders. Mm-hmm. Barry Darso. Even Dick Ebersol. Yeah, he, he made it. Yep. He made it on our reverse Rushmore, whatever reverse we're calling Rushmore. it. Yeah. So this is, folks, those people and things that have shaped the wrestling that we grew up with in the 80s and the 90s. These are the unsung heroes of wrestling. Hey, Michael. Yeah? This one actually happened to be a suggestion. Yeah. Our old friend of the show, Chris Hatley, suggested one, and I really like it. Today, we're talking about D'Lo Brown. Yeah, D'Lo. <laughs> You're looking at the real deal now. I like D'Lo. Yeah. D'Lo was a fun character in he the was. late 90s. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's address him and then we'll send him out the room. Okay. What does the D stand for? No. <laughs> what? No. Oh, okay. So obviously D'Lo's career is probably, unfortunately, best remembered uh, for the incident with Draws in October of 99. Right. That's the big the thing that altered the trajectory oh, of D'Lo. Yeah. And obviously altered Draws' life. And if mm-hmm. you're not familiar with that, this was at a SmackDown taping in October of 1999 where D'Lo was going for a running powerbomb, which was one of his signature moves. Right. And Draws at the time used to wrestle with a shirt on, like, mm-hmm. a, like a loose shirt and stuff. There was this longstanding rumor that there was a spilled soda <laughs> yeah, in the ring I, or something. I mean, here's the thing. And is D'Lo I thought, slipped. I thought that seemed like an actually plausible it is. reason for the... For what happened, right? Right. Some kind of accident, of right. course. I, I'm sure he didn't mean to hurt him. He certainly didn't. And D'Lo lost his grip and unfortunately dropped Darren Draws off in such a way that he paralyzed him. The thing is, though, Draws never once blamed D'Lo. Right. And D'Lo said, you know, there wasn't a drink. I just lost my grip. It was a complete accident. You and D'Lo, um, how did he feel? I mean, he, you know, he felt horrible. I mean, you know, he... I'm, I'm sure it was in his mind. Maybe he wanted to blame himself. But as I said, you know, I, after it happened, you know, he's apologizing and apologizing. And, uh, you know, we talked and, you know, still apologizing. I said, look, man, I said, it's something that happened. I said, it could have happened to anybody. It happened to us. You know, there's nothing that you did wrong. Nothing I did. It's just something that happened. That shows you the class that draws had. He never blamed yep. him for it. And imagine the remorse that D'Lo must have had. Oh, yeah. You know, for doing 100%. I mean, this, these are people that trust each other. So now with that out of the way, why don't we roll it back? Who was D'Lo Brown? I don't know! Why is he an unsung hero? Yeah, who was he? He was, he was quite the up-and-coming guy in, he was. in, in the late 90s. And he came from nothing. He That's really pretty thing. much did, right? Yeah. So D'Lo Brown, uh, who was really known as A.C. Julius Connor, or A.C. Connor sometimes as a jobber in the WWF. Right. He took on the name D'Lo after a high school friend of his that was like Darren Lewis. So that's what the D, the D stand, Darren. Darren, Darren yes, Lowe. I guess if we really want to be technical. Yeah. 
So he started wrestling on the Jersey Independence mm-hmm. and then actually made his way over to the WWF. Uh, I think just a couple of appearances. I know one was like 94, 95. I know he did I've some. seen him job before yeah. on, you know, just like generic superstars. jobber man. AC Connor taking it to Bam Bam Bigelow. AC with a hard right hand. And then he also went down to Smoky Mountain. He was the head of security for the gangsters. Ah. Remember them? We're going to go ahead. We're going to show these people that we're not scared of Undertaker. You know what I'm saying? We're going to walk around a little bit and get used to this graveyard. So we're going we, we to show everybody what's going on. And the gangs ain't scared of nothing. You know what I'm saying? And deal, you ain't scared, are you? No. <clears throat> and then he signed with the WWF, right? Mm-hmm. So around late 96, early 97, Farouk, who had previously been doing a hideous gladiator getup. That was so bad. <laughs> like the worst. It was like Sonny's boyfriend what or whatever that? that was. Why? Why? Just why? <laughs> I don't know. Like, that is, to me, that whole Farouk-Sonny thing is... Bizarre. It's like three weeks long or something, yeah, and, and it just never led to anything. It's still poor, though. I just always found it funny that they amicably. It was like we're still friends. It's we're just, still friends, we hon. Just, we just decided not to like do this. I'm um, his manager thing. I still like him though. Yeah, Kevin Kelly. How much money do you make? Yeah, you're looking pretty good. Thank you very much. Of course, uh, so you make much. a lot of money. Uh, I do okay. Uh, oh, just okay. Uh, amicable split that you two uh, endured a few weeks ago. That's right, that's right, and I do have to make that announcement. There has been an amicable split between Farouk and myself. Now, I'm not saying we're not friends. Anyway, after a, f- a few months of this shit, yeah. with Farouk is feuding with Ahmed Johnson, legit injured him, but it was also storyline injure, right? Mm-hmm. That was the point of the angle. Farouk comes back around Survivor Series time, 96, with a whole new look, a much better look. and it a looked new cool. It looked cool, right? And a new entourage, and this, of course, was the Nation of Domination. So he had a Wolfie Ice-D and... <laughs> yeah. and J.C. Ice and Wolfie-D. Yeah. And Crush eventually joined, <sighs> and then Savio Vega. But there was also, like, other people, yes. right? So, so <laughs> the early hallmark of the Nation of Domination is there's all these nondescript men in suits and the lady, like, the one or the, two times. The, the lady version. In the dress. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, why... It's like, here's all these guys with the Fez hats on, and then the one l- lady... And I don't know who's the lady. If anyone, I, a, I don't know because she's not. She just disappears no after that. If, she must be some indie wrestler. If any of you out there know, please let us know. Nation can, of Domination Lady, who is she? Please write this to Nation of Domination Lady, care of OVP Podcast, Ogden, Utah. But by early '97, we're starting to whittle away some of these other people. But D'Lo Brown is one of those people, and he's generally unnamed. Right. Then he's finally named, and he's most notably his first notable thing is being power bombed or Pearl River plunged, I guess, by Ahmed on the car. Right. On shotgun. On shotgun. Yeah. Shotgun. So somebody had to eventually like Ahmed's like kind of working his way through the nation, yeah. right? And at some point, he has to be up one of the cronies yes. out there. So D'Lo, who's an actual wrestler, they're like, well, let's have him take a bump, right? That's right. He knows what he's doing. He's jobbed on superstars before. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. right? Sure, take an Ahmed Johnson bump on a car. Yeah, yeah that sounds safe. Hey, if you want to play like that, there ain't nothing between us but air up duty, boy. We get to the spring of 97, and now he does have a name, and he actually starts wrestling. Right. So he's becoming like a real thing, right? And then in June of 97, Farouk's like, you know what? Fuck Crush and Savio Vega. This is terrible with this, them. This is a great decision. Right. Um, that this version of the nation stunk. It did. The it Crush was version so, stinks. Crush 
I mean, Savio, I like, like Savio. being, I like Savio, but him being pulled into this yeah. was unnecessary. Although I think it had bad effects on Savio's later run because then he had to be in Los Bariquas like forever <laughs> and it's not as good. That unending feud with the, with DOA. <sighs> it's so bad. I know. Well, anyway, it got us the good nation. It got us the good nation. Also, Clarence Mason gets booted out. And, uh-huh. uh, Ahmed, I know. I and like Ahmed, Clarence. Ahmed Johnson and D'Lo are in the nation with uh, Farouk and Kama Mustafa. Did you listen to what he said, McMahon? One of the members of the nation wasn't given a shot to anything. You shut up! Ahmed gets injured, then gets kicked out, and The Rock comes in. And that's like the core of the group throughout the rest of 97, right? right? And D'Lo is kind of prominent. He's kind of like the Blue Ranger pre-Green Ranger, let's say, right? Yeah, so, yeah. like, if Jason's in command, like, Zach was always, like, the right hand. Right and, hand, yeah. And then Billy was, like, the three, you know what I yeah, mean? third in command. Well, I don't know. Kimberly was pretty high up the chain, too. I know, but I'm just talking about the men, right? Yeah. Just for the sake of argument, all yeah. right? So it was like Farouk and then The Rock and then eventually right. that flipped. And D'Lo was like the number three guy, right? Uh-huh. He was the mid-card guy. So we get to the end of 97 where The Rock is usurping the leadership. Mm-hmm. And then into 98, we have the classic nation. And this is where Quinn D'Lo really starts to shine because no longer are they a nation of domination. Yeah. They're just like kind of more fun. Like they're, they're assholes. The nation. Yeah. They're, they're assholes still. They're, they're assholes. But they're fun. And now also, you know what really benefited like weirdly during this time? About this time, the Intercontinental title was still the Intercontinental title, right? Yeah, they changed the belt and it looked shitty, though. But <laughs> they started to have the European title be like a real thing. People compete, not just something the British Bulldog <laughs> held on to all the time. Like, For like a year almost. And this greatly benefited D'Lo because then yep. it was like, well, somebody's got to be like the sub champion yep. on the nation, right? But it can't be the world title because The Rock isn't there yet. Right. So it's got to be like, how do we do this, right? Yep. So what we had was Triple H was the European champion when it still kind of mattered. He'd feuded with Owen Hart for yeah, it. Yeah, this is the era, again, of we got to make the European championship yeah. matter. So it's like a hotly contested title. It, it was a good, like, raw title. You know what I mean? I we get to defend it. it on it, Raw a lot. It essentially it took the place, like, in WCW, the TV title. The European title was, like, the equivalent. Yeah, pretty essentially. much. Pretty much. D-Lo now on top of him. No, not this way. And the nation has stolen the European title from DX and Triple H. Wow. So Triple H actually lost it to D-Lo, who then had a great little TV feud with X-Pac over it. Right. It was wonderful. And this is where I really took notice of D-Lo. This is why he's an unsung hero to me, because he was an essential part of the 1998-1999 mid-card of Raw, yep. where you could count on him every time you saw him for either an entertaining segment or promo or a fun, good match, because the guy was a good worker. He was. He was very good. And what did he do with the European title gimmick? Remember that whole thing, right? Oh, so, yeah. So so D'Lo started traveling Europe, and, yes. and, and you know he's like, well, I'm really European champion. <laughs> I'm not like all these fakes out here right. who just hold on to it or whatever. I've been to Italy. And, <laughs> yeah, Helsinki, like, Helsinki. I just got out the phone to promote it as a Euro Disney. He would come out and they'd say, uh, making his residence in Helsinki, Finland, D'Lo. Originally from Chicago, Illinois, now hailing from Helsinki, Finland. And this is also during the chess protector era. Aha, uh-huh, yes. Dan Severn had, like, legitimately stretched deal. I think he tore his peck or what something like that. What was the way they sold that it actually happened? I forget which wrestler. It was did. Dan Severn. They, they said Dan yeah, Severn did it? They just kept it legit. So this era of D'Lo, European title era, chess protector, you can most notably see him at SummerSlam 98. Right. If you want a good, like, look at this great version of D'Lo. 
He's late 20s here. He's an up-and-coming guy. He's over. He's so over that eventually he and Mark Henry, like, they become a team when the nation disbands. They're like nation B-team together. They were. The other thing that I like is they really start to emphasize that how, like, D-Lo and Mark Henry are best friends. Yeah, it's so good. It's very, very good. We got all these vegetables here, this fruit, this all this. Man, I am not eating that. High protein in these fruits and vegetables here. Complex carbs for your workout. Get your, get your engine running, man. Good, good stuff there, man. Come man, on, I might as up. well eat this flour. Hell, you want that too? There's no fat in that flour. Come on, let's eat it up. The funny part is when Mark Henry starts to like kind of break out on his own and yep. they give him the sexual chocolate gimmick and everything. D'Lo's still there? Like the funny part is like D'Lo's like his best friend and he becomes like since D'Lo since only one of them can have the European title D'Lo starts becoming kind of like his hype man in yep. the background. It's he's great. like no you're gonna do it Mark. Like you know what I mean? Like yep. it's like it's all good. There's also a really good era of D'Lo in 99 pre-draws obviously where he wins the IC while he still has the European title which mm -hmm. he was the first person to ever do that if you care. I mean other I people mean, did it, but <laughs> didn't matter. I, Other people did it, especially like it's most notable later. in that what that WrestleMania 2000 thing. Yeah, where, angle. Yeah, Euro Continental. Euro Continental. Yeah, that, that's clever. But obviously, the point I'm trying to make with Dilo, right, is that's within a year ish. He really rose up the card, and he was over. And that's the thing that sometimes people might overlook when you think of Dilo, you think of draws, and then how he was de pushed. Remember he was in lowdown. Yeah. And so 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 here's the thing. After the yeah. draws thing. Before the draws thing, right? I personally, as a viewer, thought, oh, D'Lo's gonna, you know, over the years, he's gonna be eventually a, accumulate. He might be a world champion event. Like that's how like a breakout strong star. Yes. He was booked. He like, was good though. Yeah. I don't want to understate that. Yeah. Right? It was like, no, this guy, he's got a personality. He's good in the ring. Yeah. You know, charisma, likable. He, he can hold on to a title, and yeah. it looks believable. Yeah. Anything they would give him would be good. It seemed like, yeah, this guy, you know, he's young. It's just a matter of time, you know, right. give, give D'Lo 10 years in the business or yeah. something. And, you know, maybe in the mid 2000s, he'll be a world champion or something. Right. Exactly. It, made, it makes total sense. It totally did. No, right? I, I thought the same thing. Right. I really thought like I thought within five to 10 years, D'Lo will be a much bigger deal. I, I, did too. I really thought this in 1998. It seemed like they were heading that direction because he just seemed reliable, professional in all aspects. He seemed good. Mm -hmm. The draws thing happens. Complete accident, obviously. And now he's got a turban, and yeah, they, it's it, everything's. He's with Chaz or something. He's with Chaz, and they're managed by Tiger Ali Singh, who is still there. Yeah, like, why in like two thousand one? It's just, it's <laughs> just such here. a deep push. Like he becomes nothing. And then do you remember? Because no one does the Teddy Long era with him. It was like oh two oh three, thugging and bugging. <sighs> you ought to be thinking about getting down with the Brown. In fact, you ought to be tagging. So D'Lo is released in early 03. He goes to TNA for a little bit. I'm not going to pretend that I'm familiar with that run, but I know that he uh, did go to TNA 03, 04. Went over to Japan for a bit. And then I do remember this, Quinn, and I know you do too. Out of nowhere, we're watching Raw one day in 2008 in the summer, and D'Lo is back. The music is, you're looking at the real deal <laughs> like, like, like yeah. the old, like, yeah. from the 90s music. And then he never really appears again. It's like yeah. very brief. Here's the thing with D'Lo kind of get going in and out. The point at which the draws thing happened, D'Lo specifically, his career was in a spot 
where he needed to be on TV all the time, winning and like yeah. building up a rep, having storylines that were good. Right, and he he lost that time. And the problem is, is when finally they were like, okay, that was like ten years ago. Everyone's like, okay, water with, under the bridge, with, water under the bridge with it, right? But it was too late. Now, now it was like D'Lo comes back, and everyone's like, a lot of newer fans are like, who is this? Rightfully right? so. And he looks older, so it, it's like, why is he a threat? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so that's kind of like what happened. Unfortunately, it is unfortunate. Yeah. You know, he kept wrestling. He went back to Japan for a while in the Indies. He went back to TNA or Impact, whatever you want to call it. He officially is retired now, right? But he was still like a big presence for a while. We're not recapping his whole career. That's not the point of the segment. The point is, in my mind, he was an unsung hero specifically for those couple of years. It was needed when the WWF mid card was was had to like when every piece of the yep. puzzle needed to perform Perfect. especially against WCW yep Dilo was like an a very integral part of the whole situation yeah and that's the thing he wasn't ever lauded as like the best thing ever uh and he wasn't ever probably on someone's radar as like one of the most important pieces of the attitude era but he was reliable he mm-hmm. was always, I never didn't like watching D'Lo. You know what I'm Same. saying? I always was happy to see him on the screen. Yeah. I always liked him. You know, it was it was a big deal for me. I loved his feud with Triple H and X-Pac and the whole nation thing. He was important. It was good. I loved his gimmick. I just loved the way it all worked out. And I thought he was a good wrestler. And he seems like a hell of a nice guy, too. It's true. So, D'Lo Brown, you are this week's unsung hero. And thank you, Chris Hatley, for the suggestion. Folks, let us know what you think of D'Lo. You can do it, of course, on Twitter at OVP Podcasts. Shoot us an email or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, it's about to get nitty and gritty in the royal flush. In the stinkage factor. In the stinkage factor. There's only four names left in the tank. We're going to pull two of them out. We're going to see where they rank. The royal flush of celebrities is coming up right after this. always ask me where to come from and I tell you from Friday because when Chris Tucker's okay and I'll tell the story yes so Rocky and I are sitting I forget where it's a Sunday somewhere and we're we pull up Friday on a DVD we watch it that spot where Chris Tucker goes you got knocked that bleep out you know and so the next night Rocky's wrestling Ken Shamrock Ken Shamrock gets Rocky tosses Ken to the floor I slide right up there you got knocked out and I was like I'm going to keep doing and, that. And, but no, it's even more. It, so first, my first thought was, I just cussed on national TV. I'm going to get fined. So you know when you go back to the curtain, there's two Vinces. Either Vince goes, or Vince goes, pull the glasses down. Pull the glasses down. <laughs> and he, and he, and he gives, gives you the finger. So here I am. I'm a bad deal. I walk the back. We nation, we nation. I get to the curtain. I go, and Vince goes, you know that uh, thing you do with your head. Keep doing it. That's it? That's it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I don't care. I didn't get fined. Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here. It's episode 238, Monday, September the 6th, 2021. Hello there, Quinn. Hi. Hi. 
The first thing we have to do is give a shout out, a special requested shout out to one of our newest patrons. His name is Simon Kirkham, and he demanded a shout out on our next episode. And this is definitely being done at the same time as the regular episode. This is not being dubbed in at all or anything like that. We mentioned Patreon earlier. Yeah, Patreon. I'm just going to mention it one more time. I've heard of it before. Yeah, we have one. Yeah. And folks, the reason we have one, it's patreon.com slash OVP podcast. The reason we have this is not to try to like steal money from people and screw you over and, you know, overcharge for things and whatever else people might sock perceive. Tier or yeah. whatever. <laughs> right. Sign my socks tier. Yeah. We just have two tiers there. That's $2 a month or $5 a month. And it's to give back to people that want to support our show. You know, we've been doing this five years. People like it. They support us and you get a lot of content in return for doing so. So on the $2 tier is the 1984 Canon, which is in March of 1984 right now. Whoa. Big time. Along. That's right. Big time. And on the 1984 canon, we've been watching every single episode of Championship Wrestling since January of 82. Mm-hmm. You get to watch it with us or just listen along. Right. We offer it in two formats. It's like hanging out with your friends. That's it's, all it it's is. It's not just watching 1984 because you get stuff like talk about Nickelodeon and yeah. Regis and Kathy Lee. And Sir Han, Sir Han, apparently. Sir Han, yeah. Um, and it's kind of just BSing with us for an hour. It's a one-hour show. It comes out every Friday. It's $2 a month. You might like it, honestly. Yeah. You might actually like it. And on the $5 tier, you're going to get the 1984 canon, but you're also going to get the pay-per-view reviews that we mentioned earlier. Quinn's favorite, Survivor Series 93, is out mm. right now. That's right. Four doinks are there. None of them are doink. <laughs> but you it's get all to see. unfortunate. <laughs> it's all unfortunate. But if you're interested in what we think, let's say you've been listening to OVP for a while, you like the reviews we do on the weekly show, you like the way we talk about wrestling, and you want to know, like, hey, what did Joe and Quinn think of uh, the big event? 1986, or well, we talked about it. <laughs> we did all the way through. Or Royal Rumble 1988, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, five dollars a month will get you every pay per view review. They come out every single month. They're like three hours or so. You have all month to listen to them if you want to, and then another one will be there for you. So that's it. It's Patreon.com/slash OVP Podcast. My suggestion is if you've been thinking about it or on the fence or anything like that, sign up now. I'll pause. Go ahead. You don't even have to pay yet. If you don't like it, just cancel. And you know what? If you don't want to ever sign up, that's seriously okay, too. No one owes us anything. No. We don't expect everyone to. It's totally optional. It obviously is. So it's just there if you want to support us and if you want the extra content. We thank you for listening. So, Quinn. Yes. The Royal Flush. Right. Now, what the hell is the Royal Rankings and the Royal Flush? I don't know. Please explain. Okay. Each season before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 of something and your bottom 10 of something. And then our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, compiles all those votes for best and worst and puts them into two separate tanks. And each week we alternate between best and worst. We pull out two names and we rank them. That way, by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive, certified, baptized, ordained, non-GMO, USDA certified, organic, and healthy best and worst celebrities in wrestling of all time. And that reminds me, coming very soon, check our Facebook group on the announcements post. You'll get to vote for next season's Royal Rankings. Yes. So if you want your voice heard, go ahead and do that. It'll be out this week, okay? The the poll or whatever you want to call it. Quinn, this is the worst, right? Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. This is (laughs) just the the worst worst celebrities. So there's six names on the board. Let's run them down for everybody, okay? okay? Number one, Art Donovan. 
Well, he earned that one, definitely. He did. Although, again, I want to clarify, I love him. It's just that he is, <laughs> performs very poorly. He's got to be 100% one of the worst of all time. Yeah, There's no it, doubt about it. Through no fault of his own. He just doesn't know what he's I supposed to be doing. I understand that, but it still doesn't excuse it. No, he's not a good wrestling commentator, and that's no. what they have him there to do. The whole show, The whole Joe. show. That's the craziest that's part the, to that's, me. That's the reason. Uh, number two is Herb yeah. <laughs> from Burger King fame. Twiddly D. Burger like, King flame. Dances away or whatever. <laughs> number three, Clara Peller. Speaking of burgers. Claire. It's Clara. Uh, four, I can't believe RoboCop is this low. <laughs> like, what is? How is he this low, Quinn? Because Claire and Herb were very devastating to all of wrestling. What? <laughs> this is RoboCop! He just ripped off a door and left. Like, what do you want? I don't it's know what to tell you it's sometimes. just as much time like as this. Herb and Claire. It doesn't matter. <laughs> On screen, like literally Stop the it. same amount of time. Stop it. Number five, yeah, Jane Leno here. <laughs> and number six, uh oh, Susan St. James. Which not bad. Uh oh. She's I fine. don't even think she's that bad. She's quite okay. Those are the six names on the board. We're gonna be pulling out two more names. Why don't we go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush? Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal! Coming up next is the Money in the Bank ladder match. Claire Peller! Uh-oh. For a guy who never shuts up, you sure don't have much to say, mean Gene. Why not? How much does he weigh to talk about? The Royal Flush, week number four. Stinky, very stinky. Quinn, the, the stinkage toilet. factor <laughs> is on. Hey, the toilets are flowing, and every uh, time it's time to be okay. It's time to <laughs> pull out two. That's a weird names. flush noise that came back that time. <laughs> it's time to pull two more names out, Quinn. Just to refresh the criteria for some people, or maybe we have some first timers here that are thankfully still listening. After they, our- they stink. <laughs> That's the criteria. The criteria is that the celebrities are bad at what they're supposed to do. Yeah, there you go. That's really what it is. Okay, meaning. There's good celebrities, right, in the other ranking that we do. That's the good ones, like, you know, Mr. T and Mike Tyson and Mm -hmm. Bob Euchre, where they're actually competent and interesting, and they do a good job, and they add value. These other people, such as Herb, don't do anything, or they're stupid, or it's a bad choice. Like, people don't like that RoboCop appeared. Quinn does, apparently, but other people don't like that (laughs) RoboCop, a fictional (laughs) RoboCop, appeared at a wrestling show. Other people don't like Jay Leno, a television talk show host fighting Hulk Hogan. I don't mind. It's it's, it's not the worst. (laughs) And Art Donovan, obviously, was a horrible but lovable and entertaining commentator. (laughs) So it's basically the opposite of what you'd think a good celebrity is. one of my favorite lists. This is a great time. This whole season is a great time with this. This this list specifically is the most fun to talk about. It really is. And guess what? We're going to talk about another one now because we're going to go down to the fans and find out who drew number seven. (laughs) What? Hey, cue ball. Who you calling a dummy? You're standing there with the genetic throwback who barks at the moon. Okay, Chucky. Yeah, Chucky. <laughs> remember Chucky? You remember when the, the doll, 
the, the doll that's evil. Yeah, it was in wrestling doll. one time. You might not even know this because, honestly, I feel like it was very quick. It was quick, but I guess a, a lot of people know about it because it got voted in. Yeah. And, uh, Chucky, <laughs> where do we start? The beginning? Well, 1988 or the whenever beginning, the I guess, first right? movie came out. Yeah. Okay. In 1988, there was a horror film called Child's Play. And there's nothing innocent. About child's play, which I think is a great horror. It's a movie. very good horror movie. I, now, it was scary. The concept of like lady buys doll for her kid, but the doll ends up like being like a murdering thing. I what, what was it? There's like some cannon. voodoo or some yes, shit happened correct. to it. Yeah. So basically, the deal is this: there's a a fugitive serial killer. This was released in 1988, being um, hunted down by a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And his name is uh, Charles Lee Ray. And he is able to, at some point here, put a voodoo <laughs> curse on a doll in a toy store. And it transfers his soul as he's dying into a regular doll. It's right. like a kid's doll, right? right. It's a, like a fake cabbage patch kind Which of. Which makes right? the whole thing really sinister because yes. then it means that the next parent and child or whatever that come along and yes. pick this thing up. They're in trouble. Yeah. With no fault of their own. Yep. I said talk to me, damn it, or else I'm going to throw you in the fire. You stupid bitch, you filthy slut. Did you fuck with me? A reminder that this is a wrestling podcast. The little kid, I think his name is Alex, if I'm not mistaken. He's like six years old. Right. He gets the uh, the doll and uh, he doesn't have a father. His father has you know, passed before the movie, so it's just him and his mom. Anyway, I don't want to recap the whole friggin' plot of the film. That's not really the point. Basically, but- it's a slasher film where the doll tries to like kill the yes. kid and the mom. And in typical horror movie fashion, he's like invincible- you know well he is a doll right like you can't like hurt it but he becomes human the more time he occupies the doll that's like a plot point yeah there's a there's a way to beat him yes and because the guy the serial killer charles lee ray put the voodoo curse on him he's him so he is going by chucky a shortened version of Mm -hmm. charles do you get it you know it's very it's very funny yeah isn't there a lot of sinister things too like at first the doll talks only to the kid but like the mom doesn't believe it or something first doesn't believe him acts like friendly at first and then yeah it gets worse and worse and eventually they they don't kill him entirely but they burn the doll at the end but of course we get a sequel because again horror movies right the thing is that this movie was like this is a well-received film for the most part right because it I think because the doll was, first of all, it was it, there was some kind of humor to the fact that yep. the doll was talking. It's right? got dark humor in it. It's for got sure. dark humor. It became kind of a cult classic, yep. and I really remember it mainly being a very popular VHS rental. It really shined in that like VHS era. Yes, right. That these kind of movies that this movie would have been laughed off in theaters in the you know seventies or something when nobody would have ever given a shit right. because you wouldn't be able to like ever see it again. Right, right. But like in the eighties, everyone can rent it and watch it multiple times, so it really did kind of become a cult classic. You right? got it. Yep, absolutely. It was a cult classic, and obviously it led to a sequel two years later, nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Child's Play Two. Keep an eye out for it. It starts to find like okay, what is Chucky going to be as like a 
a franchise, basically. Yeah. Like what what is gonna what is gonna be the expectation? Because you know, all these horror movies back then, they all wanted to be like Halloween, where there was like twenty of them. Right. Right. You know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Yes. Like, it's so it was like they were like, Well, now we're gonna make a million Chucky movies, right? Right, right. He's gonna be like, you know, all the other kind of characters, Michael Myers and Jason and yep. all this, right? And Freddie and all that stuff. This one is I don't know if I want to call it goofier actually, but it is more um it's more slashery than the first one, even, you know what I mean? It's a yeah. horror movie, but it's a little bit... It's still not really over the top yet. It's no. still, like, it's slightly edgy and stuff like that. And then Child's Play 3 comes out, like, less than a year okay, later in this 91. Is, this is where it gets stupid. Because I remember, first <laughs> of all, it's like, the main characters are gone. Like, it's just Chucky in, like, a different, like, some kind of army thing. Yes. I, I don't know. The timeline was advanced, like, seven years or something right. like that. Child's Play 3. Look who's stalking. And this one was probably regarded the worst of the three Nobody so far. Cared about it. I remember thinking this, and I'm like, where's Alex and, like, his mom? Yeah, like, Alex was, was the main character. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> as a kid, I was very confused. Right. Okay. So now, seven years later, there's a new movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Bride of Chuck. They're going to bring Chucky back, but now it's, like, more just about the dolls. It's just, it's pretty much... Almost a tongue-in-cheek, like, black comedy, Right, this one. This is not... It's totally re- removed from, like, the, the Child's Play formula. And it's even yes. the name of the movie is Bride of Chucky. It yes. doesn't, it's not Child's Play right. anymore. Bride of Chucky. White wedding. This Halloween, Chucky gets lucky. Barbie, eat your heart out. John Ritter is in this movie. You know what I'm saying? I've got to bring Problem Child <laughs> canon into this, yeah, right? Problem Child, right, exactly. You know, as a kid, I really, there was some weird correlation between Problem Child and Child's Play to me. <laughs> Even down to, like, the, the Problem Child's redheaded and Chucky's That's redheaded funny. and the two titles say child in them. You know what? I think I actually used to get those confused as a kid, me too. too. Yeah. But I'd I always, sometimes I turn on Problem Child and I'm like, is he going to start, like, slashing right. John Ritter or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's does this go this far? No, because Mr. Furley walks in. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I love John Ritter for the record. Yeah. Left us way too soon. He was great. He I was. loved John Ritter. But John anyway. Ritter late 80s is really funny. Yeah, all of John, man, yeah. John Ritter, three's company to the end, man. Yeah. He's so good in everything. Anywho, John Ritter was John great. Ritter in wrestling. He's no. friggin' <laughs> on Scrubs, remember? He's, As JD's dad. John Ritter's just fantastic. He's just I agree great. with you. Anyway, back to Bride of Chucky here. Yeah, this one is more like we're aware that this is seven years later. Like, seriously. We also know that, like, this movie's kind of like a laugh fest. Like, all the Child's Play movies have kind of become a joke at this point. Yeah. And, like, let's just, let's fully embrace. It's the late 90s. It's like, <laughs> right. it's more meta and edgier. And, like, we're, we're aware. You nailed it with that. Yeah, we're aware, like, of, like, how the audience watches the Child's Play movies these days. Correct. Right? Yes. You know? Yes. Things had changed. In all seriousness, a lot of things in cinema, and particularly probably in the horror genre, had kind of changed between 91 and 98. Yeah, they stopped you know? trying to make it serious and scary, and they realized people, you know, it's a bunch of kids. They come over. They want to get a little scared, but they kind of want to laugh with how stupid it is, basically. And, and Scream, and I know what you did last summer, probably kicked Scream off that Scream was definitely the, the term. It was the first one, yeah, yeah. where it was like, this is stupid. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> right. like, this is just dumb. Because how many times can you do the same shit, right? right exactly. The bottom line is, is this one was very meta, very tongue in cheek, right? Mm-hmm. They, they knew what they were doing with it. And that brings us to WCW. <laughs> right. So New Line Cinema is the one that released uh, Bride of Chucky, okay? Mm-hmm. Guess what uh, WCW was involved with? Or uh, Tur- Turner, you know, sure, Time Warner. New Line Cinema was in Time their Warner. catalog yeah. of studios. Correct. 
So in the fall of 1998, in the midst of the Monday Night Wars mm-hmm. that we were just talking about, during the D'Lo Brown era, if right, you will. Yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> Everything's all connected in wrestling. <laughs> For a couple of weeks, I don't think it was very long on the uh, television shows, you would hear some, some laughing real quick through the arena. No one knew what that was. Is it like a tease for a new wrestler? Maybe you right. know, is some is there someone jumping ship? Brad Chucky wasn't even out yet, right? This was like a promotional right. thing, so people were Correct. like, "What the fuck is that?" And those always go well with WCW yeah. promotional mm-hmm. gimmicks, mm-hmm. like RoboCop. I'm sure they got a lot of money to do it, though. You don't think New Line paid WCW? Paid their own company? No, I'm sure Time Warner. This is how this stupid corporation worked, yeah. Well, that's why they're still in business. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sure Time Warner just made it anyway. It doesn't matter who yeah. paid what, right? Finally, on the October 12th Nitro, Mean Gene is in the ring with Rick Steiner in the midst of his unending feud with Scott where they like never wrestled, even though they were always feuding. Do you, you remember that? How long that shit dragged on, by yeah, the way? Yeah, forever. And Rick Steiner's cut him the better talker, which is saying something out of the two Steiner. I don't know. Big Papa Dump is adorable. Though, yeah, how ridiculous he is. In an Art Donovan way. Yeah. <laughs> so Gene's like, oh, you're fighting Scott coming up at Halloween Havoc and all that stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, I am. And then all of a sudden, on the monitor, the big video board, whatever the hell WCW called it, here's Chucky. There he is. My brother, he's brought this on himself. And this has been coming for a long, 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 long time, Gene. When we get the fuck. What? What the devil? With the real voice and everything from the movies, got, you know. They got the real Chucky. They got the real actual doll, too. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he makes fun of Rick Steiner <laughs> and, and Mean Gene, which we hear in the intro, right? Mm-hmm. Mean Gene. And basically says, like, Scott Steiner's going to win at Halloween Havoc. Cool. I came here to talk to that idiot standing next to you. Hey, hey, bring your raggedy rear end down here. You got something to say to me. Wouldn't you, Ricky? You've been playing with dolls all your life. At least that's what your mother tells me. And then he promotes Bride of Chucky, and that's where people boo. They're like, what? Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's just a promotional thing. They know what it is. Say it! You ain't got nothing to say! Get the heck out of here! I'm here to tell everyone that if they want to see a real pro at work, they should go and see my new movie, Bride of Chucky, opening October 16th. And then he's never heard from again. So that's it, huh? That is it. I think the the origins of Chucky are more interesting to me. Than his WCW appearance? That's nothing. So why do people hate this so much? I don't even... Like, this was like two seconds, and also it was like, I didn't even care. Like, honestly, I didn't even like... I was like, oh, that's dumb, and then I just never thought about it again. I don't even know if I saw this when it happened. I was probably watching Raw by October 98, like, mostly, you know, more than I was watching Nitro. I don't know. I, I, if I had to guess why it got voted on, it's not good, Quinn. No, we can it's at least not. agree that, right? It's not, but it's not like he's not even in the arena. Like, no, he's he's just like a, just on a video, right? Yeah, this is true. It's like this is this is like extremely like detached from the thing. This would be like if just WWE ran a commercial in the middle of the show where like Scott Steiner's hanging out with Chucky or something. Well, I think it's because Quinn, Chucky's not real. Right. But wrestling is still supposed to be within its own universe, allegedly. right? Allegedly, yeah. So I think, yeah, allegedly. So much like RoboCop, you have a fictional movie thing. In this case, it's a talking doll instead of a RoboCop. Both are equally stupid. Agreed. Yeah. And this talking voodoo doll is talking to Rick Steiner, who is also kind of like a talking doll in his own way. <laughs> People don't like that because wrestling, again, is supposed to be serious. 
This, to me... It's in okay, the handbook about I, wrestling. I, I know. I, Serious. I'm going to say this again. I know this always offends people, but this is... Yeah, this you is, say it then. This is where we need to, like, sit down, everyone, and, like, understand it's fucking fake. It's fictional. It's, like, to me, wrestling is, like, a fictional universe. That's the only reason you can have so much fucking fun with it in the first place. It's, like, anything can really happen because of this, right? Sometimes, you know, crossovers don't work, and that's fine, as long as they're not, like, long and drawn out, you know, and, 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 and take up a bunch of time. And this wasn't. Like, this is really not the end of the world, in my opinion. <laughs> this, like, the worst we got was Chucky on a video board saying a couple things, and then you never hear from him ever again. Correct. And, and I agree. And it didn't impact anything. It's not like the company was Chucky-based after that. And if you, know, I, you know what I'm saying? It's not like the whole all the storylines revolved around Chucky. No. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. It's just, this is nothing. You know, Quinn, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. My only, and again, I'm speaking as, you know, kind of a surrogate for other people here. Because, yeah, there is that faction who are like, it's always got to be so real and yada, yada, yada. There are people that accept what you just said, that, you know, it is fun and stupid, but that don't like it. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it good is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say. That I'm just putting that out there. The bottom line is this Child's Play franchise did go on. The seed of Chucky in 2004. I'm just doing this to button it up. They you know? tried to like make this a bigger thing. The problem with the Chucky movies is they never hit the level where they could just churn these fucking movies out like every year like they did with Halloween. Correct. And, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Because I think I'm guessing this, but I bet you it took a little more effort when you have like a doll and especially in the early CG days like that. Oh, they yeah. couldn't just like... Nowadays, they could probably just crap out chuckies every every year crap out your chuckies every halloween there's a new chucky every october right make sure you flush yeah Yeah. no i agree with you though and i believe in the first or at least the first one they had different versions of the doll they had a kid dressed up for certain shots you know what i'm saying they had a lot of different tricks they use and it was actually pretty acclaimed the things that they did but in the days of the 2000s and stuff where you could just use cgi and right yeah Uh, but they had seed of chucky and then they brought it back again in 2013 for curse of chucky and then 2000 big gap though that's what i mean about the chucky like this is the kind of franchise you gotta you gotta get these out the door like you know what i mean and these are direct to uh blu-ray and all that shit these later you gotta have like a one million dollar budget that's it (laughs) you need to get these out into walmart into fucking walmart immediately (laughs) and they need to make at least two million <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what needs to happen with these. And then some people might know or care that they rebooted the franchise because God forbid we don't reboot something this day and age in 2019. Uh, and this one had like Aubrey Plaza in it and shit like that. Mark Hamill is the <laughs> voice of Chucky. Aubrey Plaza makes a lot of sense in a Chucky movie. It? Just I'm just putting it out there. I agree with you. I didn't see it. I don't know anything about it, but that happened. And that'll really do it on Chucky as far as I'm concerned. Yes, his ultimate wrestling career is that he showed up to heckle Rick Steiner, which is kind of okay with me. I have no issue with this. That feud sucked ass yeah. between the Steiners, if we're Chucky, being honest. Chucky did nothing. He did nothing, Not, but he did something, but he just, you know what I mean? He didn't, like, hurt anything. No, it didn't hurt anything. Yeah. It made WCW look doofy. It did. There were much worse things than that, Joe. You want to go to the next one? Yeah, why don't we go to the next yeah. one? Why don't we all find out who drew who number eight? And a bad move that time by Arquette, showing right now his inexperience. Oh, fuck. Well, speaking of scream, what, what, David see, Arquette. I, I told you. <laughs> yeah, Wait. this puts Chucky in a perspective, okay? Like, like, let's be honest over here, Joe, right? 
David Arquette, who we uh, talked about not too long ago in title changes, if you recall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here he is again, so we don't need to recap every damn thing about him, but all right, let's work backwards with David Arquette, okay? Okay. David Arquette in wrestling is best known infamously for winning the WCW title in May of 2000. The only celebrity ever. History (laughs) history making, Joe. He's the best wrestling celebrity on this. He even eclipsed Andy Kaufman. And Jay Leno. Yeah. Look at that. So David Arquette before winning the WCW world title, Mm -hmm. was an actor, obviously, and didn't really do anything extremely major. He was kind of, I don't know if I want to He's Rosanna Arquette's brother, right? Yes, he is. And Patricia Arquette as well. So he had like minor parts in movies like the uh, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, not the television show. He was in Airheads. You ever see Airheads? Yeah, I've seen Airheads. I've seen Airheads too. I like the candy. Yeah, it is good. (laughs) The movie, eh. Mm. It's not, not, not great. Not, not, not as, great. Not as good. He would be on some TV shows and things like so that. He's but like he's the bit side parts. guy. Yeah. Like he's like a Pauly Shore kind of character. <laughs> like in my opinion, like you know what I mean. Like he's just there. <laughs> you know what I mean. He's not the lead of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean. Pauly Shore was the lead sometimes, sometimes though. But that most of the time, Pauly Shore was the stupid friend. I'm always I'm thinking of like Encino, Encino Man. Man like yeah. yeah, he's like a friend or something. Like remember they're like digging a hole in their pool yeah, or yeah. some shit to make like a skateboard thing and they find him. I forget what they were doing. Is but. Paulie Shore in um he's in, in the army now, right? That's him. Yeah, th- I think that there's a couple of movies where Paulie Shore is the like main character, but most of the time he's just like an idiot. Like who just is some the main character's friend. He's also the lead in Biodome, isn't he? It didn't go well. Anyway, let's get back to David Arquette. He's in that vein, if you will, okay? Yeah. He was never meant to be, I don't think, a leading man. No. You know, but he's a competent actor. It's not oh, like yeah. he, he's, he's like, fine. There's no, like, it's, he's he's trained he's to be he's a yeah. professional actor, right? right? It's right. like, there's nothing, like, wrong with him. He's right. just a regular-ass actor. And a actor, right? Yeah, but he rose to prominence in the 90s due to one main thing. Scream. Right? Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. But I figured it's okay. What brings you to these parts? Well, you just never know when or where a story will break. That and being the boyfriend and, I think, husband of Monica from Friends. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. After after the first Scream. That's how they met. Yeah. On the set of Scream. Right. Which, obviously, Courtney Cox was in as well. Which pissed off a lot of people in the 90s because, I think, Courtney Cox was considered, like, a sex symbol. Like, she was very attractive in the 90s and like this fucking dork i know but like, he's I, not bad i know it's just i'm nice just, guy i'm just pointing out is like i felt like that was a, the brunt of the fucking hate for for david arquette before this because he got to marry courtney cox yes that like that was like there was like this jealousy thing going on amongst the the general populace it's like she could have anybody she wants in this this loser like <laughs> you know what i mean like fair that was enough. kind of the the gist of it that i understood at least fair enough so he was in the scream franchise you know all of them and then was in a movie that WCW had a hand in called Ready to Rumble, which was released in 2000. Mm-hmm. And it's poor. Right. It's poor, all <laughs> it's right. It's a poor movie. Jimmy King is the greatest wrestler of all time. Wrestling's fake. Wrestling's not fake! This Ready to Rumble. Yes. Not that it was good, and I'm not That's saying correct. that. I'm saying that not the, horrible the concept of Ready to Rumble this is something I feel like WWE even wanted to try to achieve, and they never got there, really, was the idea of there being truly, like, a wrestling movie with the wrestlers in it. It's called No Holds Barred. 
There's that, wrestlers in that, that, but it's like space wrestling or what, what, that fucking. <laughs> ring, you know what I'm talking? About. Like it's never. Wrestling. It's never just like <laughs> this is the wrestling. Right? But it's, it's called the WWF, Quinn. Then it, they do like the unsanctioned space wrestling on fake HBO or whatever it is. I don't right? know what that is. With the guy from Wayne's World, Kurt Fuller. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it always deviates. The only time that it ever space was like wrestling. the regular was like the wrestler with the Vern Gagne movie. I felt like Ready to Rumble was at least like. It's sort of WCW-ish. Like, I, feel, like, I feel like all that wrestler movie was was Vern being like, ah, he's got a good drop kick, that yeah, Billy Robinson. I don't exactly. know if I can beat him. He's got a good drop kick. <laughs> like the whole fucking yeah, movie. Not that Ray of Rumble was uh, accurate portrayal wrestling either, but it was like... Good. Good thing you said that. I'm just, I'm just Less pointing out that... Less people be misled. I feel like Ready to Rumble is closer than Zeus. If it, like, <laughs> Let's put it that way. I'll tell you what. Some advantages to Ready to Rumble. It's got Joe Pantoliano in it. Yep. Always okay with me to see him. It's got Rose McGowan in it. Mm-hmm. It's got Bam Bam Bigelow in it. So already it's ahead. What what a bunch <laughs> of stars. Yeah. Hey, it's also got Perry Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, this movie was exactly what you'd think it would be. Oh, yeah. It's 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 popcorn garbage. Yeah. Like It's stuff like we need to get it into a movie theater, make more than it was worth, and right. then get the fuck out. But you know Put what? it on DVD or VHS at the time. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah. And... You know what, though? You could probably have an enjoyable time watching it. It's oh, yeah. not what you'd call good, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This is the kind of movie you rent in a pile of movies. It's <laughs> not, not, you don't get it by itself. This is the 2.30 a.m. Everyone's falling asleep sleepover movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just it's you like, and me awake it's, still. It's like the last one. Yeah, I've been, when we were in, when we were like in middle school or whatever, we used to do that. Yeah. It's like we rent like a ton of movies. Ready to Rumble is one of those in the ton. It's not the one movie you rent with your family where right. it's like we can only choose one. Right. It's rent six movies. And, right. <laughs> Rumble is one of those. This is where the sun is starting to come up and yeah. like two people we are We need awake. to get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. like after this movie. Which we did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's talk about David Arquette. So he's in this, obviously, and then he's in WCW because of this movie. And as we have talked about in our Royal Rankings and Royal Flush of World Title Changes. Available in the archives. Roll Tide. He comes into WCW in May of 2000. April, excuse mm-hmm. me. And then he has a confrontation with Eric Bischoff and mm-hmm. New Blood stable. Yeah, new Blood. Remember that great angle that really worked out for yeah. them? The problem here is WW was already shit by this point. Yeah. That, you so know, this is part of the aspect here. It had already had its reputation sullied yep. by the spring of 2000. You know, the sad thing is, someone brought this up on the boards a couple of weeks ago. Now, it is a valid point. If WCW hadn't been like if Nitro hadn't been canceled and all that because the AOL time Warner merger and they didn't want wrestling. Yeah, and that guy with the weird haircut that ran AOL didn't want it anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Weird haircut. I just always remember that guy signing. It's like, look, AOL owns it now. Goodbye. I still can't believe crappy AOL just had a lot of money be like they were like new money. We're able to buy like a large corporation. The the dot com bubble was that big. It was like that they could just buy a massive fucking corporation that had nothing to do with them and was way more reliable in financials than Oh God, yeah, I know. You know? But if if WCW hadn't gotten canceled or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, WCW would have recovered from this, I'm sure. If they had more year Impact Wrestling is still going. Mm-hmm. They would have found their niche as just a promotion on television still. Yeah. So, although we're saying, you know, WCW wasn't good. No, it wasn't good in 2000. It really sucked ass. Yeah. A lot of it. But, but it could have. companies go through that. I mean, look at the WWE today. Yeah, and look at the WWE, some of their TV in 1994 and 5. Yeah. It stinks. Exactly. So they could have recovered. It's not like Arquette killed anything. It was already getting bad. 
since 99. But anyway, he comes in and he's got this alliance going with Canyon because who better than Canyon? Who better? Honestly, if we're being truthful. And uh, DDP, who was the world champion much too late, unfortunately. Yeah. I wish he would have won it earlier. It was just like, look, everyone left and why didn't we give DDP the title when it mattered? I know. I wish he would (sighs) have had it in like 98, but Goldberg. So anyway, there was this match that we know on Thunder where David Arquette teamed up with DDP to take on Eric Bischoff and Jeff Jarrett. And the stipulation was that whoever got the pin would become the champion. And this is where David Arquette pinned Eric Bischoff. I call that the two dudes with attitude stipulation due to that one in your house or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that. Um, But anyway, yeah. So it it happens, right? Where So here's the thing that I always like to point out to people is he pinned Eric Bischoff. It wasn't like he pinned the wrestler. So can we take that out of the equation that, oh, David Arquette beating wrestlers, right? And also, I mean, it was in a tag match where DDP was there to help. Right. And I've heard this argued on other things before, is that within the context of what's going on, this makes sense. He had already pinned Bischoff a week earlier. Right. So it's a not, singles match. Right. So it's not like this is like a weird, oh, it doesn't make any sense at all. How could this non-wrestler beat wrestlers? Right. It's, that's not what happened. And they treated it like this is the ultimate fluke. Yeah. And he was like scared almost that he was a... The champion, you right? Know? He was like ducking after yeah. he had this. It, the belt was like this big gold target, and they treated it as such. It was like, oh, he was like, oh god, they're gonna beat me up. Like I, I'll, like I'll give it up. I don't care. Like you know right. what I mean? Like that. That was literally what was going on. Yeah, and he only had it for twelve days. He had a defense against Tank Abbott, and he won because of DDP. Right. Because of DDP, and then he was supposed and they to. They weren't ha- gonna give the belt to Tank Abbott. Let's- <laughs> they. You never know, Quinn. I feel like that was more the threat. Like, you know what <laughs> that I mean? would be worse than it's like somehow land in Tank Abbott's like ample gut. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he winds up turning. He's got a triple cage match because again, WCW in two thousand, where it's a triple threat against a uh, Jeff Jarrett, of course, and DDP. Mm-hmm. And he winds up turning on DDP, and Jeff Jarrett becomes the champion. And that's that. And then <sighs> Arquette's a heel now. Find a way to get Jeff Jarrett the bell, huh? And- <laughs> fucking annoying you know what you know what i feel bad sometimes because i know that jeff jarrett is a good guy it's not that it's just, it's as just a wrestler, i hate his wcw run as a wrestler we have to treat it as you know that that's what we're talking about it's not Je- anti-jeff jarrett right. the person it's anti-jeff jarrett the wrestler and but for me personally just because we need some wrestling talk in this fucking segment <laughs> for me personally it's just that WCW heel run. I don't mind him as a mid-card IC champion. It's not that bad. I don't mind him in WWF with the guitar gimmick with Deborah. I really just don't like the idea of Jeff Jarrett WCW headliner. I that's also my, don't like Tennessee Lee Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, but that, that's just poor for <laughs> there's, other there's, reasons. There's other Jeff yeah. Jarrett things I don't like. Or the Aztec warrior costume or whatever people call it. I just think it. it's so funny that the WCW run is considered so bad that he, that Vince McMahon went out, out of his way to call it out and be like, and that Jeff Jarrett, he ain't fucking working here. <laughs> it's like one of my all-time favorite. Like, so mean. Like, so mean. Fa- like it was one of those, like somebody that I didn't like in WCW needed to feel the brunt of my frustration. <laughs> And I felt like Vince McMahon for once actually like was doing something that I wanted him to do. I remember when he said that there was like cheering. There was. Yeah, people were like, "Yes." Well, I didn't want to see Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Truthfully, yeah, everyone was like, "Please, no!" Yeah, I didn't like, need that. he doesn't need to come over here. <laughs> we'll take all the other WCW people. Like, you know, we'll take Jindrak. Yeah, fine. we'll take fine. Chuck just Palumbo. no Jeff Jarrett, please. That's J E double F. Well, you know what. Hmm, I would suspect that we'd spell it a different way after tonight. That would be capital G, double O, double N, double E. 
here's the thing that we talked, we kind of briefly touched on. But WCW was in the shitter at this point, ratings when, when, wise. Like compared to from, WWF, I should say. From a like, I'm in the office and I'm like, how do I get WCW better ratings again? Right. Right. And I know nothing's working, basically, right? No right. matter what I do, I, I, I push all the guys that the fans want, you know, DDP and they even did uh, Voldemort got like a, remember they tried all this bullshit. To yeah, like, but that wasn't really yeah, genuine. I, I know, but the point is, is they tried to give the belt to anybody, the fans like, okay, the fans like this guy, they like Goldberg, they like this, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, tried this, fine. none of it's fucking working. Correct. They say, okay, well, what, maybe the, what can bring people back? What if we have a celebrity? Find uh, someone other than David Arquette. I'm just pointing out it's like. What do you mean a celebrity? <laughs> I'm just, I'm pointing out that I, if I'm He's in not the, a celebrity. If I'm in the office and I just say, you know what? We have this opportunity. Maybe this will draw people in. That's all. That's all. That, and if it doesn't work, it you know, titles just change hands all the fucking time anyway on this show before David Arquette. This is so true. So it's like, if it doesn't work, he's not the champion in two weeks. Well, so it's true. Cares? I mean, we really need to make sure that we protect the legitimacy of a title that changed hands via a finger poke the year before. Right, exactly. You know? Does it matter anymore by the time David Arquette happens? No, it nothing doesn't. mattered anymore. Exactly. Is the point. So, like, David Arquette, I, will, I, and I think we talked about this with the finger poke a couple months back. Was that the finger poke already kicked off this shit? Oh, it kicked off this the slow did, decline and that right. started the start in ninety seven. David Arquette yeah. was not at most was a cherry on the top, like of a of shit Sunday. Yeah, exactly. At most, a Chucky on the top. He might not have even been the cherry on the top for all we know. You well, know who I mean? might have been? I don't know who was Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that he wasn't. He he was just like lobbing it on. It's not like David Arquette wins the title and WWE's fucking dead. Like, no, that's were, it. it was already bad. It's 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 beating a dead horse quite literally. Yes, and Arquette was kind of the target of a lot of criticism for many years. So much so that uh, a couple of years back, he decided, you know what, I'm going to fucking wrestle. And I'm going to prove that I can this wrestle. This is very admirable, by the way. This is good. I no, have I to like say, it. especially like after his like acting career is basically over. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I did this wrestling. Yep. Maybe I want to get fucking involved. I want to learn how to wrestle. And I like, remember he like trained and shit. Yeah. And he's in his late forties and he was in great shape. Yep. From Hollywood, California, he is a former WCW world champion, King David Arquette. Arquette officially retired in June. Just so you know, as a wrestler in June. How long was his, his illustrious career couple in of, the second run? A couple of matches, I think. It it's wasn't not bad. Anything. It's not bad at all. It's not, but a lot of people hated that he was uh, the WCW champion, and I do understand that. Quinn, with all that said, is it ranking time? Sure. Okay, let's run him down. Number one, Art Donovan. Two is Herb. Three, Clara Peller. Four, Robocop. Five, Jay, Robocop. Five, <laughs> Jay Leno. And six, Susan St. James. What a saint. What a saint. So... Chucky. Chucky. Okay. okay. It's worse than Susan St. James. It is. It's 100% worse than Susan. I'm not going to fight that. She was absolutely charming and she was fine. She was lovely. She tried. She was. She kept up with the storylines. She said, uh-oh, but she cared. Right. I think it's worse than Jay Leno. Okay. Why is that? Just because Jay Leno at least wrestled and did something and like as much as everyone hates it, he didn't do it 
poorly or anything. <laughs> he wasn't an embarrassment. Not that Chucky did what he did bad. St- <laughs> like, I'm just, hey, like, let's be fair. Which one is a real person? But I, I mean, we have well, to judge. that's debatable. We have to judge Chucky's performance, right? I know, I know that sounds weird. Shut up. Whoever did the voice or who, whatever. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, like, it, it was fine. But I, I, but I think it was over pointless. I know. I think overall, it's worse than Jay Leno. I just yeah. said that already. There's still the pointless factor, and yeah. the Chucky thing was pointless. Right. You know. Now I actually think no that what? Chucky's better than RoboCop because it's like less. It's it's less. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it it's even less than RoboCop, which is good. But it still did what it was supposed to do. It's just like promote whatever fucking movie they were doing. But that doesn't have any place on wrestling television. Like, what? Are, why are you okay with all yeah, of this? Yeah, so does Motor Oil, but it's always they That's always fucking talk about it. That's not like it's not like Mike today sitting there. They with had like, the race car people, you know, like, Tony. And when I need to grease my gasket, I make sure I use uh, Motor Oil hair from Valvoline. The race car people were in wrestling, Joe. If they weren't egregious, it was just they like, ah, motor I'm oil. in the NWO. Yeah. Or whatever. They raced for the NWO. But it's still a cutaway. It's not a wrestling storyline. This guy argued with Rick Steiner. Here's the thing. It's how, a screen! Let me, here's how I look at it. If it's if you're a bad celebrity, it's weird because there's a certain aspect to it where like the less you do, the probably the better. Like, like Herb? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just like... Like Clara Peller? Robocop did a little bit more but Claire Clara is like the problem with her is that she didn't even speak into the mic that's really bad her I understand additionally just did like a twiddly feet thing and left Art Donovan is just aggressively fucking bad I like, love him but yes it's like that's just aggressive but Quinn this is a doll <laughs> he's not even I don't care this is worse than says, all of this you stink mean gene and leaves like I, but why he's not even in the arena I, it needs to he's be he's not no, even in the arena that makes it worse Joe Joe let me put it I'd to you this way I'd be more if he toppled can I, out can I ask you a question and kicked mean gene in the leg and she's like oh oh my toe oh! this appearance what is just it's as much as if they it's just a video right it's literally just a video that they play. It's this not could, a point in its could, favor. They could have done this during the commercial break, and you would have never fucking known. They should have. I'm just. That would have been great. The point is, is that it's it's as if you're just in the arena. It's just nothing. It's this is just a it, and buy Skittles or whatever. If he said that afterwards, you know what I mean. Buy like, Skittle. Why there, would Chucky eat there's Skittles? There's French fries in the concessions chance. Like, Are they it, any good? I, I, Do you <laughs> think they're good is what I'm saying? They're probably not, right? French fries? Yeah. The, I like arena French fries. What when, kind of the... There's a crinkle cut? No, not crinkle cut. You don't like crinkle? I like when they... The, the No crinkle, but they give you like a little cup of French fries. I love fries, a cup of fries, and they're, and they're, they're just right out of the... The thing, the fryer, the fryer. You dump a little salt. That on you have there. to eat them right away because they still have that hollow. Like they're really hot on the inside. Yes, I know. And, what and you they're mean. and they're like hard on the outside. A perfect mix before like the inside also gets a little too hard. Yeah, you know what I mean. I do. I, but Chucky's. This isn't good. This isn't good. This isn't good. It's this it's, isn't good. I feel like it's in the same realm as RoboCop. It's not a real person. So is RoboCop. I know. So how can you say, I don't think Chucky's. Neither of them are good. I think Chucky's a little bit slightly better than RoboCop. At what? At, at, because he didn't bother anybody. RoboCop helped Sting. Okay, then I'll, okay. Then Chucky's slightly worse than RoboCop. He's not worse than Claire, though. Yes, he is. Claire didn't even 
even do anything. Chucky at least talked and promoted whatever the fuck he was doing. He has no business on here. She didn't even say where's the beef. That's the only purpose she of her. She said it, just she not into the mic. She didn't even say she it. She waved the mic. She <laughs> waved it. You can't excuse that. She's old. She's like 80-something. I don't care. Her gimmick is she's old. She has to sit. She has to be old, and she has to say the thing. She didn't even do both of those. She only did one of them. And the other one is just because of literally living. Listen, Claire is worse than Chucky. No, she's not. Don't Chucky just said, you know, Chucky, I'm Chucky, bride of Chucky, see the movie, whatever. You stink, Mean Gene. Okay, whatever. He's gone. Okay, I'll give you this. Give me the ro- something, The please. RoboCop makes sense that yes. he's worse, or, he or he's less sting. worse because he helps Sting, right? Yes. But, like, Herb, Claire, and Chucky are all the same realm. They're just, like... Pointless. They're just pointless nothing. But my point is Chucky's the worst of the three. <laughs> I would say it's Herb a, is. It's a doll, Quinn. It's a doll! Yeah, but Herb... Okay, in the promotional aspect, I feel like a video is less intrusive than them bringing them out there. Like, especially if they're going to do nothing. But it's the same thing. I mean, Rick Steiner still had to interact with the video. It wasn't like they just played a video. <sighs> he, he talked to it and got insulted. He got outsmarted by Chuck. Well, that's not hard, but yeah, he got I mean, <laughs> it's Rick Steiner. That's literally his gimmick, is to be stupid. It was, yeah. It's like quite literally his gimmick. I don't know. This isn't really that aggressively bad. I, I, I think the fact that they brought them there, Herb and Claire, like, ugh, like they're just nothing. That to me is insane. It says it's almost as insane as like Cab Calloway being there and like G Gordon Liddy. Yeah, like I mean, with this they Cab could Calloway. they could all all they had to do here was just pre-record Chucky talking, and he also could have promoted whatever the fuck they wanted him to promote. This is like this is the kind of fucking video they just like played a baseball game. Uh, you know what I mean? Like but this, this isn't a baseball game. This is it, wrestling. But it's to me wrestling it's, is it's, serious. It's the same vein. It's it's worse if if like you went, let's just say we go to another thing like a baseball game, right? Okay. If they got Herb to like twiddle around on the fucking mound or something, I'd clap. No, you wouldn't. Good you, job, you'd be Herb. Like, Why is Herb here? Nice mound twiddling. That's a euphemism. If, no, but, but if Claire went to a Yankee game. And she and they're like, oh, there's the where's the beef lady, and then she waved the mic, and you didn't get to hear oh, where's that would the suck. beef. You would be so mad, right? But I'll but tell you what, Chucky. At least if Aaron Judge was arguing with Chucky through the video wall, I'd love it. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so Chucky's number four. Exactly. Okay. There you go. Let's move on now. Arquette. Yeah. What do you think, Arquette? Arquette. The only thing he has, in, the only other mm. analogous person here. That wrestled as Jay Leno. Like Susan, Susan goes to the bottom, right? Like she she's is fine. She, I know. She's really okay. People need to get off her case. <laughs> I know. So the, argument, can... the argument for for why David Arquette is not as bad as as he's always pers- like David Arquette always makes the number one list, and I think that's so unfair. First of all, he got in the ring and he like did shit, right? Yeah, but not well. Not well, but that was he also like was playing a character was like I'm scared or whatever. Yeah, but that's not good. None right. of it's good. Is At all least I'm Jay Leno to say. like stood up and was like I'm gonna fucking rest. You want to fucking fight Hulk Hogan? Okay, well, you hit me in the chin. Okay. We're about the same age. Yeah, I'll take you. Right. We're about the same age. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's embarrassing for both parties. Yeah, I'm just. I just mean to say, it's like we probably went to high school together. Let's <laughs> fucking fight, asshole! Right? Yeah, from Boston, actually. Yeah, you know, my, my 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 mother, my father, my Boston. They could have went to high school together. Is the point? They could have. You, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was a, I was a, a senior. He was a freshman. Terry. Anyway, 
What do you think? Do you think he's? Do you think David Arquette is worse than Jay Leno? Okay. I think he is. I, I think he's worse. Listen, David Arquette is a better wrestler <laughs> than Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. That's not saying anything, though. Jay Leno wasn't the world champion. No, and that's Jay- much more <laughs> offensive. See, that's the so the biggest problem with the David Arquette thing is the having the world title, which I think is like going to put him in this weird spot where he can somehow like leapfrog RoboCop and Chucky yes. and Claire and Herb and yes. all this stuff. He, he like, can. I, unfortunately, all because all because of one factor, he was the world champion. Well, you said earlier, right, that it's more intrusive if you have a bad celebrity. The less they do, the better. Mm-hmm. No offense to David Arquette in 2000, but he's a bad celebrity. Oh, yeah. Even Again. WCW was calling him Mr. Courtney Cox or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like, that yeah. was the crux of his fame at that point in time was not Scream. No, not, was by not them. It was It was all, wow, that guy got to marry Courtney Cox. He yeah. wears stupid, like, hats and stuff and looks like a moron. <laughs> like, and he's the reason that her names on the credits of Friends now say Courtney Cox Arquette. Right. It's also like when Tom Green married some hot lady. It was like the same effect. Like, <laughs> yeah. I remember this whole thing. Yeah. Like, Tom Green. <laughs> like, I was like, what? Like, well, Freddie did get fingered, I yeah. guess. That's anyway. a great movie, by the way. I don't care what it is. It's so funny. It's a cult classic, right? That, that is, that movie. That's a cult classic. You need to go back and watch that. That I movie don't. is off the fucking wall hilarious. Sausage like, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is such a wild ride into like Tom Green's mind. I don't want it's, that ride. It's, it's, Bad ride. It's, but it's really funny. The fact that people got so mad about that movie too makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> you know, fuck this movie. Like it was like, what was it supposed to be like? Some classic? Like, was it gonna rival Casablanca or something? Like, what are you? What are you mad about? This is like some shit you rent at like Blockbuster for that's, a night. Like, who that's, cares? That's the movie that's on after Ready the Rumble. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's really nothing. <laughs> anyway, though, yeah, here's why Arquette has to leapfrog RoboCop. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that sentence. Mm-hmm. Robo, Chucky. Clara and Herb are all bad celebrities. Well, RoboCop actually was probably a, the best celebrity on here. Well, like, that's why he's ranked number five. It means we did right. In terms of... Yeah. Stop. Um, but they all had very quick cameos. Right. That didn't really amount to much. They're all poorly remembered. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, they were kind of inconsequential. Right. They made their respective, especially Chucky and RoboCop, made their respective shows look stupid. Right. But it was a short period of time. Let's not let's not act like Herb and Claire made the show look yeah, good either. But they're like, part of an ensemble of stupidity. Yeah, yeah. WrestleMania too. It's a parade of insanity. It's a parade of shit. Yeah. yeah, they're just two pieces of that parade. Yeah. David Arquette, on the other hand, and again, I respect the guy for wrestling, and then coming back again, like almost twenty years later in wrestling, I, I weirdly respect it. Yeah. Yes, I think. Okay, here's where I think this is going to land. Go for it. I think that he's worse than Art Donovan. Or no, he's le- he's he's better than Art Donovan. He's worse than Herb. The reason uh, behind the Art Donovan thing Go is ahead. because Art Donovan is like an agonizing two hours of just like well it way overstays its welcome. Whereas Arquette's at least his appearances are like maybe it's a match or it's you know one or two backstage skits. Like what it, what do you think his total time on screen amounts to in WCW? I don't know, it, Quinn. It can't be as much as Art Donovan. But it was a main angle. It's impossible. But it was still a main angle. Right. But Art Donovan was you a have world to champion. sit through two and a half hours of it. But here's like, the thing. No, but here is the thing. A lot of people would say and I would agree with them. I like the Art Donovan <laughs> thing. It's just You a- like it for the first 30 minutes I and like then the you're like show every well, time i go back to that yeah, you're show right. it it's does like, wear thin after, after a while. about 30 minutes i'm like this was funny now it's not now it's like really 
causing damage. And it's that part where it's this is really causing damage goes on for well over an hour. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know what? It didn't hurt the company. David Arquette was the world champion. Let's put it this way. They were both in the shitter when both of these things happened. 94 is not great. Yeah, but they were fine. It wasn't... It's not great it wasn't, era for the WWF. No, it's a bad year as far as um, financials and business. Mm-hmm. But WCW put the world title on David Arquette, Quinn. The world title. Yeah. Did the WCW title matter after the finger poke? We just said this. Yeah, Let's put it into perspective. By the here. same token, if WWF had a shit 94, then who cares if Art Donovan was on commentary? My point is, is Art Donovan just, it's in your fucking ears the whole time. But it's it makes it so entertaining. long. It makes it's gr- Gorilla so, grumpy. Yeah. I like it. The fact that it's pissing off the people on the show. But there's an innocence to Art Donovan. He doesn't mean to be doing this. But I think you you give Art Donovan a pass because you like him when you're not looking at like the performance, right? You're just no, like, I am this looking is, at the performance. This is, this it's is funny. This is funny because this guy just annoys the shit out of me the whole time. Like that's it doesn't annoy me. Joe, I come think on. it's funny. I cannot wait till we review SummerSlam '94 and you have to deal with Art Donovan after King about of the Ring a half. An, sorry, King of the Ring '94, and you have to take notes about how Art what Art Donovan's saying. Oh, after, I will. I'm, I don't mind. After roughly a half an hour, and I it like is just it. So annoying. Listen, I like Art Donovan. Is his performance as a wrestling commentator objectively bad? As far as what a wrestling commentator is supposed to do, yes, it's, it's an all time bad. It is not. Yeah good at this but it doesn't mean i don't like him i think it's fun david arquette you know what i don't know david arquette redeemed himself with the whole yes, wrestling that's the other problem is that there, there's the second act for david arquette you right? know what fuck it no because of that i gotta put i gotta put him yeah that's the that's the right big issue right Leto it's like instead right ooh, above whoa. jay leno i don't want to make him worse because you know what Mm, wow, a sudden jump. David Arquette didn't put WCW out of business. It already did suck. Vince Russo or Tony Schiavone or whoever had a bad idea and they put the belt on him. And I don't even think he wanted to do it. I was willing to go number two, but if you... <sighs> listen, I won't if you don't want to. Because I there's part of me that agrees with you. That says, like, David Arquette is just... He's just... It already was in the toilet. Like, it, it what, this didn't do anything. It's not that I think that... Anything that he did in WCW was good because it wasn't good. It was a horrible idea to put the WCW title on him. But as we've kept pointing out, he didn't beat a wrestler. Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. As much as everyone wants to rewrite, rewrite it. The thing that sticks with so many wrestling fans is not anything to do with what happened in the ring. It's all that they just cannot handle that visual of him holding up the big gold belt. They just can't handle it. That is the piece. That is the one. And they just use that. They look at that picture and they say, worst celebrity ever. And that's right. not fair. That's like not looking at what the context of the situation is. No, it's a bad situation. They've it's, also it's had poor. Shaq hold the WWF title up like in, win a, it, though. in a picture but before. Win it. Yeah, but it, it could have been the same thing. You win the title. You doesn't, win it doesn't the title. fucking matter. So either They had Nicholas win the tag team titles and no one has a problem with that. What do you mean no one has a problem it's, with that? It's considered a great moment in history. <laughs> just saying. I could put Arquette right above Leno or right below Art Donovan. It really just depends. You know what? No. I could go two or six with you. Yeah, I, let's I, just put I, him at two. I think... So many people will be mad if he's not at two. It's not at, even at people list. being mad. It's just that he did win the WCW title, and that was bad. Right. That should be enough. Yeah. I know that he came back. Art Donovan, I think, only is a little <clears> worse. It's just because it's just this persistent long 
very long period of time that you have to deal with it. It's way more time than David Arquette had on screen. But for the record, I like Artonovan. I know. For okay. the record. But, but it's still like a bad performance it, as a wrestling announcer. It's way longer. It's way longer. It has to be. But I know you're saying the world title. It doesn't matter. It's, yeah, it does. it's just so fucking annoying. All right. Yeah. That's fine. I'll this leave is number one. a fair it, list. It's a tribute as far as I'm concerned that yeah. art is number one. So. Yeah, there you go. All right. Take it that way. Let's take it that way. To update it here for week number four. Number one, still Art Donovan. Two, David Arquette. Three is Herb. Four is Clara Peller. Five is Chucky. <laughs> Chucky. Six is Robocop. Seven is Jay Leno. And eight is Susan St. James, folks. That is the eight on the board right now. Be sure to let us know yours. You can do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email. Join the group. Quinn, when we come back, we're going down under, but not Australia. Right. Somewhere else down under. Oh. It, it's under. It's no under it's somewhere. Under. It's New Zealand wrestling. And that'll be what? coming up <laughs> right after this. This. I mean, yes, I'm glad you're going to Birmingham. I'm glad you can see my parents. But, baby, baby, baby. No, no, I think this is dangerous. Listen, there's nothing to worry about. I'm the WCW champion, baby. I'm telling you, Eric Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett, I, I need to teach them a lesson. But you got nothing to worry about because Chris Canyon's going to be there. Diamond Dallas Page, they're going to watch my back. You see? How do you know they're going to watch your back? What's up, Kurt? Hey, 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 Courtney. we got to do our new love scene right now. How you doing, David? Yeah. Kurt, yeah. did you know that David was the WCW world champion? World heavyweight champ, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so funny. David, 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 you're not a wrestler! Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling, kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the territory where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then for a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF. It might be WCW. It could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and Greetings from Allentown. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, episode 238. Thanks for being with us here, Quinn. Yes. Ready to go down under? Oh, I'm ready. Bracing myself. But like we said, not to Australia, to its neighbor, New Zealand. New Zealand. Now, what is New Zealand? Well, New Zealand is a country in Polynesia. It is next to Australia. It's near Australia. Mm -hmm. It's the southwestern part of Polynesia. Uh, Do we have any include. New Zealand uh, fans on the... You know, we probably I have to do. check the map on, the, on the thing on Podbean. I think we do. But anyway, this one's for you guys. Now, this was suggested by Ian Tanner. I Thank you, Ian Tanner. I is, really is he, appreciate he, it. He might be from down under. I don't know if he is. How could he be aware of this otherwise? I think he might be from up over. But, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to suggest something for us to review, don't suggest this ever again. Yeah. But you can please. go to... <laughs> please. You can go to our Facebook group. We have an announcement post there. It's called Specific Episode Review Request. And post a suggestion, post a YouTube link or wherever it might be if it's available on the internet. It's got to be a one-hour show. Okay, yeah. It can't so be more than an hour. 46 minutes or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, if it doesn't have commercials. Yeah. Uh, if it's a longer show, it'll get thrown into the consideration for live reviews, but we don't do those as often. Yeah. So keep it to an hour or under. But anyway, Ian Tanner, this one's for you, Quinn. This is uh, New Zealand Wrestling, and it's the first episode of a new program on TV3 what? called in New Zealand called The Main Event it's from 
1990, I don't know when. What the asses? I didn't <laughs> even know what year it was when I was watching. I had to like make guesses. So what is this? Well, we'll talk more as we go, but the NWA did have a presence in New Zealand mm-hmm. throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. National Wrestling Alliance, but they're worldwide somehow. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> Not what happens. National. And this is kind of the New Zealand branch, and this is kind of a restart on a previous television program that had aired in the 70s and 80s known as On The Mat. Mm-hmm. And this was the All-Star Pro Wrestling, or also known as NWA New Zealand. Good evening, everybody, from Canterbury Court in Christchurch, New Zealand, and welcome to the new season of On The Mat. And that aired from 75 to 84. This was a bit of a revival, Mm -hmm. because you know who had come to town on television? The World Wrestling Federation. Oh, them. Yes, on TV2. So TV3 had just started. Oh, they're competing. In 89. With TV2. Monday and Tuesday, 8.30 on Network 2. WWF Superstars of Wrestling was on TV, too. So here comes the main event. We're doing it local, baby. We're doing it local, and they uh, they do their best to compete with WWF. Let's see how it goes. I will say this. The intro song is tremendous. The graphics, though, not so much. It's very slow, like CG star bird. It's poor. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just dumb. Some guy's barking like he's doing a bad Herb Abrams impression. Yeah, or fake Vince. Fake I Vince. think Herb is fake Vince, Herb is and then this guy's Vince, doing yes. a Herb. But I am uh, lots of wrestling is shown as the video is like in black and white right now. What am I watching? What is this? Maybe color didn't come to New Zealand yet. 1990. Get very 80s metal guitar solos here. Oh, okay. Now it's in color. Anyway, Butch <laughs> Butch Bradley welcomes us. Yeah, sounding very New Zealand. Hi there. I'm Butch Bradley and you're ringside at the main event. Well, I guess Butch is a very common name in New Zealand. You yeah, know, the Bushwhacker Butch. Yeah, yeah. Butch. This is also being shot like the beginning of a boxing match, you know? Yeah, I guess. It's, is it the same thing? There's like fake crowd noise or something. Yes. Empty arena behind it. it it's it not just, good. It just looks bad. We now poorly cut to John Dubig and Steve Rickard. Who? Well, okay. Who are these people? Well, Steve, it promises to be an exciting contest tonight of combat. <laughs> this is a bit of a juxtaposition. Okay. John Dubig is a uh, actor what? and a former <laughs> basketball coach. For the, what team? Uh, not the NBA. Not the New Zealand. No, because he's an American. He's an American. Oh, okay. That lives in New Zealand. Uh, Steve Rickard was actually a former wrestler, very big in New Zealand, very big in Sheboygan. Big in New Zealand. He's also the promoter. Oh, okay. So there you go. He was a big star, actually. He was a trainer. He took on like notable names in NWA New Zealand, like when Harley Race would come to town and Ric Flair and shit like that. You know, so yeah. he was like the, from a wrestling store point of view he was like the big deal he was a tag team champion with mark lewin uh-huh. of course well all i gotta say never heard of him yeah me neither well i think mm-hmm. i've that heard being, the name that being said big star means never nothing heard of to us yeah anyway this whole thing is awkward john dubik here looks like uncle frank from home alone <laughs> but with a beard look what you did you little jerk Steve chimes in looking kind of like, I don't know, you, you had a good analogy Yeah, he looks like him. New Zealand J.J. He Dillon. Does. He looks exactly like him. <laughs> it's creepy. John, as you said, you have Lou Perez from the famous Perez wrestling family. It's as if J.J. Dillon just put a fake New Zealand accent on. Yeah. He, That's what this looks like. He has the glasses and the hair and the boring. Everything about him is, is the same. I know, it's honestly. Uh, don't call J.J. Dillon boring, he is, by the way. Why, what is your freaking issue with J.J. Dillon? Boring. Anyway. He's great. No, he's not. We talk about Lou Perez now. Bragging about him. Yeah, I don't even know who that that's, is. That's always a sign as if you're bragging about like some guy that's usually a jobber. You don't got anything. 
Like that's it's Sorry. like he's the big star, Lou Perez. He, Lou Perez. Guy losing to fucking like Hercules or something. I don't know. Like somebody on like superstars. I thought they said Lou Fez at first and I got very excited. It's not that Fez. Would have been great yeah. to have him. Anyway, we get comments from Mark Starr who said he's gonna win one, two, three in the middle of the ring. I'm gonna beat him one, two, three in the middle of the ring. That's a good strategy. Usually that's, how you win matches <laughs> in, win. in wrestling. We now cut to the Terminator, who is the other Laurinaitis, Quinn. Like an animal imitation. Yeah. He looks exactly the same. Baby Laurinaitis, yeah. you know, because you have, you have... How many Laurinaituses are there like in, three, the, in right? the wrestling family here? You have Johnny Laurinaitis, you know. You have Animal Laurinaitis. Yeah, Animal. You have Terminator Laurinaitis. Animal L yeah. and Terminator. New Zealand, wake up! Your worst nightmare has just come to life! He kind of looks and sounds like Brian Knobs, like kind the same of. hair. It's weird. And we get the music again from the intro. We see clips of the match coming up. Spoilers. And you might know Mark Starr, right, from WCW. Oh, yeah. This guy's a jobber on yeah. WCW. That's how I know him. That's exactly what He was in Men at Work or whatever. He's very Saturday Night Canon. <laughs> he is. Like, he is not... Not on the real show. In the ring, Mark Starr. You know, that already type of, in the already ring. Already in the ring. <laughs> yeah. He's also Chris Champion's brother, which is not an accomplishment. Not, but <laughs> doesn't make you good. <laughs> anyway, we go back to ringside where, uh, I don't know, Crikey Luke or whoever introduces a wrestling match of danger and destruction. Okay. Like, what? We present a wrestling match of danger and destruction. So men in sweaters now accompany Mark Starr out to hot rock music. Starr is apparently a Florida tag team champion. It means yeah. nothing. <laughs> that means absolutely nothing. Let's just, just put it out there. I know, especially in like 1990. Especially in 90. Yeah, it's, it's nothing. It means he's holding on to it. <laughs> He just performed at the last Florida show. That's what that means. Which was probably like a year earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oliver Humperdinck and DDP doing yeah. commentary. Anyway, his opponent, the Terminator, gets the same music continuing to play under him. And apparently the announcer says that he is the incredible television champion. With no belt. Yeah, television champion of what? Uh, this show it, just started. Isn't this episode one? <laughs> yeah. uh, what TV champ? I don't get it. I don't know. This should be good. Not. Now, you can see the Terminator. He's an animal. The Terminator, he's straight into it. Tony Rickard should not be in the middle. The way the announcers sound, it feels like I'm watching ESPN 2. Yes. In like 1996. I I felt the same way. I was actually going to put like a note about this, but it felt very much like ESPN 2 in 1996 where you're watching something that was filmed six years ago. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, they have all those like muscle competitions yeah. or something. We're here in Sony, you know, wherever. But they wouldn't, they would specifically not put the year in. I remember somebody in my house was watching it once. I came and like, I just saw it. Like I was like going to the kitchen or something. And I was like, is this live? And they're like, no, it's from like 10 years ago. I know the one. You, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Yeah. It's like all these like physical challenges they have to do and stuff. I know exactly what you mean. I remember seeing one with superstar Billy Graham in it. Right. One of the world's strongest man things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the announcers here are Butch from earlier, who was, you know, welcomed mm-hmm. us, and John Dubig. And we're told, Quinn, this is very good insight, that Mark Starr is a wrestler. That's good to know, because he doesn't look like it. <laughs> the, like audio, jobber. the audio, by the way, of the announcer is way too loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arm dragged by Terminator, Starr complains of a hair pull. The referee, Quinn, looks like he got lost and just wound up working here by accident. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> so now the- just, okay, He just it saw an ad in a paper. <laughs> oh, crikey. Yeah. <laughs> he showed know. up. This is a big arena. I didn't- oh, wow. I thought I was referring like, you know, a local kids amateur wrestling match. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now Terminator complains of a hair pull. People are starting to throw garbage already. Get on with it. Like <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> I hate this. So we're told again, Quinn, that uh, John Duvig was apparently a basketball coach. Excuse me, I want to know more about that. I don't know. They're apparently he coached one season in the National Basketball League. 
Oh, the NBL, not yeah, the, the NBA, whatever that is. Yeah, that's it. That's all I know. And they, they perform keep... in the Knickerbock Arena, but not the <laughs> Vassal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I wonder if he, that's his biggest accomplishment in all seriousness, because he keeps talking about it. One season. <laughs> yeah, one season, and he's bad at this, too. He's always horrible at, the at wrestling. This. Anyway, headlock takedown by Terminator is called a head throw by John. <laughs> uh, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn, what are your thoughts on the arena, um, by the way? It's basically all dark, because I guarantee you there's like 17 people there, and they like to throw garbage a lot, so it's dirty. <laughs> yeah, I, there's a lot of garbage laying around. Yeah, huh? it's just Jeez. It's a mess. Anyway, lock up and a wrist lock, which is called a shoulder lock by Dubig. Good shoulder lock. This whole match goes around the like Quinn's rules of openers. Oh it, it, yeah, it, like big time, like walking around, wa- standing around, killing time, <laughs> wrist, arm, wrist and arm. <laughs> it just never really gets started. No. Like it, it just it, this to me immediately. Like after this over, I hate everything on this show. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking at how much time is left. I'm putting the like setting where if you click on the time, it tells you a countdown instead of like where you're at, where like where you're at within the total time. Because yep. I just want to know how much time do I have to watch this? No, this isn't good. Yeah, it's not a good match or anything. So the announcers act like the Terminator doesn't play by the rules, but Star is actually also being a jerk off. I don't even know who the face is because they're both kind of getting booed. It, anyway, doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah. Uh, lock up knee in the ropes by star. Thrilling. Yeah. The JJJ Dylan guy here. <laughs> <laughs> Triple J Dylan. That's how they keep him different. That's exactly right. Looks like he ate JJ Dylan. Anyway, he sounds like he's in the bathroom closet, by the way. <laughs> they didn't have enough mics. He's just speaking into one of their mics <laughs> from the side. Oh, not quite. Now the referee called for a break, and uh, you must break on the, ro- on the ropes. Anyway, arm drag takedown by Star. Arm, arm, arm. So Steve Dillon, whatever his name is here, rambles on as Terminator does a... (laughs) I can't believe this. John calls this move a knuckle wrap. It's like a punch or something. Yes, it's a punch. (laughs) And then then he misses an elbow drop. At least we're learning creative move names today, Quinn. It's the best this show has. By the way, we're rewinded that Mark Starr is a wrestler. That's uh, good to know because I he sucks. Yes, he does. Arm drag by Starr into a wrist lock, which is called Great Wrestling Technique by John Dubik. <laughs> Double wrist lock called correctly by John. Whip off arm drag by Starr into an arm bar on the mat. Mark arm. This is ass. <laughs> Horrible, Joe. Horrible. So Steve Crikey now reminds us that this is wrestling that is we're it? watching. Well, I'm not it is. sure. So we get a short arm scissors just for shits here. I've paused at least five times to check the internet. Like, it's just, <laughs> just random news sites. Like, just just anything but this. To check the internet. That's what I call it. <laughs> open open another tab. To real surf the web over there, is that oh, what you're saying? This is a surf the web kind of show. I can't. I just, I can't. You watch. It's so bad that you watch for, like, 30-ish seconds, and then you're like, I can't. And it's like, what's going on on, like, Ars Technica or something? I don't know. Just, what? Just something that's... Yeah, that's better. Like, tech news or something. I, I don't know. Just anything but this. Tech news. Anyway. Let's read an article. Calm. Terminator rolls over to a cover for two. We're finally back down. The Terminator farts around to recover. Star claps it up. Some people care. The audio gets muffled, which I'm honestly okay with. <laughs> uh, lock up, side hop, like my star wrist lock into the corner. Whip is reversed by the Terminator. Up on the turnbuckles, the star crossbody is caught into a body slam. This Terminator just walks around now. That is the hallmark of like a big stupid heel that actually isn't a good wrestler is yep. they just walk around too much. They gotta kill time because they they, they don't know what to do. Wrestle for 10 minutes and it's like I'm, I don't know how to wrestle. Yeah and the heel has to call the match. Yep. It's you know what I mean? Awful. Stomps is usually a hallmark yeah, of that too. Yeah right. Yelling at the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, clubbing forearms by Terminator for example next. Irish whip by Terminator. 
called a slingshot by John. A whip. Oh, sl- <laughs> a slingshot. I guess sometimes that's used, though, right? No. No. It's... You have to at least hold the legs and, like... Yeah, I guess you're you right. Can't... No. Does anyone call an Irish whip a slingshot? No. That's Informally? not... Informally? That's not true. Slingshot in the corner? I feel like I've heard gorillas say that or something. Anyway, let's <sighs> let's move on. Backbreaker is at least correctly called as we go into... This... this sucks by the way it's so this bad this is so boring First fucking match turn the show off now folks don't even finish the review yeah, okay it's, it's really this bad this is terrible thanks ian uh, we go, now <laughs> we're going to the over the knee submission backbreaker but no one gives up to that shit <laughs> double axe is called a kidney smash what, is, what, what is it what does that mean this is what he called it I, this is all john duvig doing the play this by is play, all by the one way. match been talking for 15 minutes about this. It's so bad, man. Irish whip by Terminator, flying shoulder block, stumped by Terminator, stars in trouble. We're all in trouble, honestly. Yeah. Turnbuckle rams by the Terminator, which is called a belt buckle. <laughs> Ramming him into the belt buckle. Yep, the belt buckle. Come on, man. Terminator just introduced him to the fig- to the belt buckle right there, Butch. Why is this guy the play-by-play I announcer? Don't know. This guy, and I am not fucking kidding, makes Randy Rosenblum from Heroes of Wrestling sound good. That's embarrassing. I know. Corner whip by Terminator. Clothesline out of the corner. The clothesline was called an arm bar by John. John, what the hell is going this, on over there? This is real. I'm not kidding. He it's actually... A, it's <laughs> a thing. Arm bar there. Yeah. <laughs> Elbow drop by the Terminator is called a headbutt. How? He's getting Ooh, a headbutt right there. How is that real? <laughs> How is that a real thing? Irish whip. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I give up on this Elbow fucking Elbow drop. Show. Headbutt. At this point, I just want to talk about anything else, folks. We are sorry. We apologize for this week of OVP, okay? This is hideous. This is one of the worst things I've watched in a long time. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Irish whip, sunset flip by Stargates 2. Back up Terminator with another kidney smash. <laughs> Corner whip I'm sure by... That, I'm sure that was a knee or It was something. an axe handle uh, yeah, or some yeah. shit. Corner Back whip flip. <laughs> Corner whip by Terminator, charge misses and star with some crummy kicks. Irish whip, back body drop. He's a house of shit. John, great backflip. Uh, star goes. <laughs> there you go. I was close. I got that wrong move called a backflip. Backflip, yeah. yeah. Star goes for the DDT, but Terminator hooks the rope. Star falls down and Terminator just wins. Off of that. What a loser. Was Mark Star ever good? I don't know. I yeah. mean, WCW was mainly a jobber, right? Fucking horrible. Anyway, that's 12 minutes of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> At least it's over. God. So, by the way, the play-by-play guy, John Duba here, he's actually a heel, which I don't mind, because the other two crikeys over there, <laughs> kiwis, excuse me, they are just boring as fuck, and they're in the toilet. They're, they're like, flushing their heads down the toilet while they talk. I don't they know talk. what they're doing. They're like, oh, God, 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 God. <laughs> what? What are you saying? Why did this air like this? Who thought this sounded okay? I just want it to be over, and it's we're like, not. one match in. Anyway, both guys leave. The announcers are rambling on. They call the linen closet guy here a wrestling expert, which he is, Steve Ricker, but I've never heard of him. <laughs> Get a replay of not the finish because we're in New Zealand. Anyway, we now go to Butch from the main event newsroom. This is where it all happens, mate. Yeah. It's like the control room. Like, what news is there? There's like, what's the first episode? I hate when they say there's news on a fucking wrestling show that you never heard of. Well, he says, I'll be here reporting the news each week. That's not a good accent. I yeah. apologize. <laughs> the news from home and abroad. That means they, again, they have to talk about something else that's not them. Because they don't have any news. They just started. Yeah. The full story of the mayhem and the magic, the masters and the monsters. And he's holding a newspaper, which would be funny if it was just the Wrestling Observer, honestly, <laughs> yeah. at this point. Fucking torch. It might be. It could be. Anyway, today's highlight, Quinn, is 
Siva Afi. Still? In 1990, he still got work somewhere? He was a big star in New Zealand. What? He started his career in Wellington. I feel bad for New Zealand. <laughs> He's like one of the worst of all time. Well, Samoa's not too far from New Zealand, okay. relatively speaking. You can go on a boat. You don't even need a plane. It's so close. <laughs> I don't know how far mileage-wise it is, but mm. he is he's nearby than the U.S., you know, to Samoa, obviously. Right. And uh, we see clips of him, you know, not being Jimmy Snuka. <sighs> Nobody asked for this. <laughs> We're told that Burt Reynolds noticed him and made him his bodyguard, which is actually true. Yuck. What was that, like, 20 years ago, though? I, I don't mean, remember. Like, yeah, it's, uh, there's no way it's now. But it's a big... Burt Reynolds is a big bragging point, I guess, mm. for wrestling. Remember when WWF's like, oh, Burt Reynolds mentioned us! I don't really understand wrestling in general's Burt Reynolds obsession in, like, <laughs> the 80s and 90s. <laughs> it's like, they were like, we need to have Burt Reynolds. We He will turn it around, right? That and, like, Lou Ferrigno. Like, those are, like, the two that all wrestling companies wanted. And hinge, hedging their bets on Lou Ferrigno Those are the Burt top Reynolds. fucking celebrities. If WrestleMania won, if Lou Ferrigno gave them a call instead of Mr. T, they 100% would have taken him. Hulk teaming with Hulk? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But, Even you know, though Mr. T was probably more popular at that point in time. Because Lou Ferrigno... By Ferrig 85, yeah. Ex that's what I mean. Is But they would have still, like... It's Hulk! I don't know what it is. Hulk, wrestling Hulk, really Hulk. likes Lou Ferrigno. And Lou Ferrigno probably really liked wrestling. True. He is like what, also another one of those like nicest men in the business yep. people, Lou Ferrigno. Yep, he is. Anyway, Butch signs us out of here. We go to break. Okay, we're back. We're Butch now makes some reference to Mikhail Gorbachev about the Russian brute. Mr. Gorbachev had power like this at home. All his troubles would be over. Please stop. Hasn't the Soviet Union basically fallen at this point? It's almost completely done we're yeah. getting there it's it's like it's we're, 90, in the, we're, so. we're in the collapse like the collapse oh, yeah. is ongoing it's going yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so yes the russian brute guess what it's a russian gimmick big surprise and he's won his last 65 matches and to be fair quinn he does look large and annoying he looks like a sloppy tall jobber though, yeah too. that's pretty much true he uh, looks like um what's that guy um the guy who trained triple h Killer Kowalski. he looks like killer Kowalski's like not, son or never something. sully kowalski like that yeah, i don't know ever He's a gentleman, Walter. I didn't say he was bad. I just said he looks like him, don't, sort of. Don't bring this goof into this whole thing. <laughs> so anyway, we see clips of the Russian brute beating up Siva Afi, which is fine with me. He's also main, and his favorite move is the heart punch. Well, that immediately means he sucks. It's just, <laughs> there you go. There it is. Butch with a tremendous line, Quinn. Some say it should be banned. I say he should be banned. We get a promo now where the wrestling expert Steve Rickard interviews the Russian brute who cuts a very over-the-top silly promo that even, like, Dane Cook would be like, dude, calm down here. Complete goof. Complete. Did he do a voice on Bullwinkle or something? Was Maybe. He one of the, with Natasha? He was the guy with the hat. Whatever his name is. Boris. Boris yeah. yeah. I'm going to face up with him with one thing in mind. That champion from Florida. He got to the ring with me. I'm going to hurt him. I'm going to destroy him. Anyway, down to Kiwi McGee over here, who says this is a contest of technical wrestling versus brute power. Why does he always like explain? <laughs> too much. Like, there's like a commentary on the next yeah. match. Like, we're doing too much here, guy. It's Just like say the next match is scheduled for one it's fucking like, fall. It's like if they had like the billboard with the with the match listed. This guy would write that under it. Right. This is a contest. Like, it's like an explanation in the program. This is a caravan of complete cacophony. Yeah. Calm. Stupid. The sweater man accompanying Lou Perez down as what sounds like a fucking Casio keyboard demo of La Bamba or maybe Twist and Shout. I thought it was La Bamba. Yeah, I'm not even fucking kidding. It sounds like a Casio keyboard.
not just talk about the Perez family being a big deal. I don't even remember them being talked about in the U.S. at all. I don't even know, like, who's his brother? Al Perez. Oh. Remember? I don't even remember that. Al Perez? No. You know Al Perez. I know of him. I okay. just didn't. They never said, like, look at these brothers or whatever. Like, they never made a big deal about it. I, mean, I can't remember if I've seen Because they're the acting like they're the fucking hearts or something, yeah, like, yeah, on commentary. Right. They're like, this big wrestling family, so successful, whatever. Like, and it's like, what? You know, I thought I could have had a good match against Al Perez in the WWF. He was there for a little bit. Anyway, Butch calls Al Perez a big name in the WWF. He's barely a name in the WWF. Like, literally, he was barely a thing. You know what's weird about him, though? He has, like, a good look. Like, he looks like he's marketable. So does Lou. Looked like you could have given him the model gimmick. Yeah. I'm not even joking. He's he's Or to be, like, friends with Paul Roma or something. Yeah. They look similar. Yeah, Al Perez is good. I have yeah. no problem. They just shouldn't have been in WWF. That's right. not his fault. You know, it was bad. Mm-hmm. They had too he, many of his type of wrestler. Athletic, good-looking, 6'2", yeah. 240. It's kind of he got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, you need to stand out. But anyway, we're announced now from Lithuania, Russia. I can't even fucking make that up. Introducing from Lithuania, Russia. The Russian Brute. This is like if the Rougeaus had another brother and they dressed him up like Nikolai Volkov. That's the goof <laughs> level here going on. It's not good, folks. Lou Perez looks good, though. I'll give him that. Brute takes forever to get in the ring because he'll... The announcers bark about the Russian flag, and sure enough, the Russian attacks Perez from behind with it, twisting body slam, leg drop off the ropes. Nice and peppy. Leg drop is dumpy, though. Yeah, I know. Brute, well, he can't be good, right? Of course not. Well, God forbid he someone's good here. He, he wouldn't just be in New Zealand only. Yeah. If he was good. <laughs> Never heard of this guy yeah. ever. Brute signals for the heart punch right away, but uh, Lou with a few boots. Brute's in control. Corner whip charge. Misses arm drags by Perez. Power drop, drop kicks to send the Russian out of the ring. Perez drops down. Now rams the Russian into the post. Big dramatic bump by the Russian outside. All goofy. Very goofy. Perez back in as the Russian regroups to the apron. Perez there to meet him. Big punch by the Russian. Crappy boots. Garbage flies into the ring. Not kidding. Off the ropes. Elevated bear hug by the brute. He looks like Al Bundy on steroids or something in here. Good There's lord. something off about how, yeah, he doesn't look right. He looks stupid. Like, he looks like a fat Killer Kowalski or something. I don't know Stop how else to explain. Stop Killer Kowalski. The face is similar. He looks, he looks like Mark Teixeira. No. Yes, he does. The he doughy. He doesn't have the face, though, of Mark Teixeira. Broadway plays, man. Mark Teixeira is a little better looking than this guy. Agreed. Yeah. Probably a better wrestler, too, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Mark the- Teixeira was goofy looking. Uh, he, he just had, bo- like, one of those doofus no, faces. No, but I mean, like, his whole body shape was slightly awkward, I always thought. Lanky on the top, but pudgy on the bottom. Fat butt. Yeah, you know what I mean. And fat butt. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> better than talking about this. The brute drops Perez out of the bear hug off the ropes. Big doofus elbow misses here. And then a charge misses and Perez with some punches, corner whip, and a clothesline, which is called a running arm bar now by John Dybig. <laughs> Just stop. I don't even know how to pronounce a fucking guy's name anymore. <laughs> Dybig. Dylip. Dylip. Doesn't yeah, matter. Standing toehold by Perez now. And we do this for a while. Brute makes the ropes as the announcers put over the heart punch. They're talking about how the doctors say your heart actually stops. Just please stop. I beg you. I beg <laughs> you. Just turn the show off. Can they turn? Then they end it. Can we can we end it? <laughs> I'm tapping out, Quinn. Yeah. This is hard, man. This is a bad show. It is. Back to the leg we go. You know, in Lithuania, Russia, the leg works you. Half the lights go out randomly now, which is fine. That's great. <laughs> double chin lock by the brute, which is called correctly by John. What does that even mean? That would it's, double chin it's lock. It's where technically it's where you use both hands and you put it so under now the it's chin. Double. 
technically, but no one, not everyone says to me that would mean two people headlocking them. Kind of like, you know what I'm talking about when they do that in the indies nowadays? Don't stop. Stop making up spots, Quinn. But what I'm saying is that would be an actual double headlock because it's two people doing a headlock to the same guy. It's where where you use both hands technically instead of the crook of your arm. I get what they're saying. I just don't like it. Anyway. It's just a headlock. The brute Quinn. You have to use two hands to do a headlock. No, use one. Can use one. Then how are you applying it's a chin leverage? Because a chin lock is different from a headlock. Annie, can we move on? Yeah, we, we need to get through this show. You're right. The brute is more like Iron Mike Dull. The more I think about it, back up off the ropes is Perez. Clothesline by the brute. He signals for the heart punch before going back to the chin lock. Come on. You know, we really say let's get finish. through this, but it's then they, they they stop us from yeah, getting through it. It's horrible. Perez back up. Elbows out. Off the rope. Stuck under. Crossbody gets two. Come on, Perez. Back to the chin lock. We're in this a while. I'm trying to, like, accelerate the commentary with my notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is long and horrible. That's what she said. We're in this for a while. Perez powers up, though. Up and out. Backs to Russian in the corner. Double X. Mrs. Perez goes to work. Off the ropes. Nice drop kick, which is called a double kick by John. Stop it. Not everything is double. Correct. Like yes. that. He just did a drop kick because he used two feet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's double now. Yeah. We don't need to call it Wait, a double that, kick. This is what I mean. It's like a headlock is not a double chin lock because you... He did a double chin lock. But I don't agree. Calm down I with the don't fucking agree. Lou hammers away, sets up a power bomb near the ropes. John thinks it's a suplex. It's not even close to the position for yeah, a suplex. And, and why do it near the ropes when you're clearly gonna get back dropped over? It's obviously a power bomb setup or a pile driver setup. Yeah, correct. In. Russian does back Bach drop him out, I guess. We're talking like this once. And the bell rings because, you know, NWA rules. We even do this shit here. And the land down under. I know, you'd think it'd be the bottom rope, How right? They not es- <laughs> How do they not escape this crap? And even in 1990, this late. Sanctioned by the NWA. Fucking horrible. The Brute doesn't care, though, and he throws Perez back in. Irish whip, baseball slide by Perez, and he drop kicks the Russian out of the ring. You know what? I like that the face won by DQ escaped all this shit. We didn't have to see the Brute beat him down. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. There's 16 minutes left, and I'm concerned. That stunk. That was horrible. This is so bad. I'm, like, counting the minutes, Joe. I thought this would be entertainingly bad, but it's just brutal. It's horrible. More like the Russian brutal to watch. Yeah. Anyway, the announcers allegedly banter as the Russian gets the hell out of there. We go to break. We come back to Butch, who brings up New York, where the Nasty Boys are from. Thank goodness. It's somebody good. (laughs) Yeah, but I thought they were from Nastyville. Only sometimes. In in WWF, they're from Allentown. (laughs) Yeah. They're always like, they change their location. I think in WCW, they're sometimes from New York and other times from Nastyville, right? I I always remember Nastyville. Isn't that Dudleyville? Are you just, is this a Mandela effect? No, I'm pretty sure they were from Nastyville, right? They always say that. Okay, whose voice says that? Is it? It's definitely Knobs. No, no, no. The ring announcer. Is it Gary uh, Michael Capetta from Nastyville? Or is it David Penzer? David Penzer. All right, so it's later 90s? Yeah, from Nastyville. The Nasty Boys. Okay. I don't know. David Penzer, maybe I'm misremembering it. I know you listen sometimes. Can you tell us if, if you remember? I don't want to look it up. Does David Penzer listen? I don't think he does. He's on the board sometimes. He, ha- he actually has listened. Right. I don't know if he still does. David Penzer, help us. Causal Nasty kind of problems a few or months not ago. Nastyville. Anyway, we see the Nasty's Quinn wearing these homemade shirts. You notice that? They're like yeah. fucking around. Yeah, we, and they're being generally nasty. Generally. What was with the shirts, though? These are definitely like yeah, not Yeah, so their- here's the thing. is the Nasty Boys, even like before WCW, they always had like their own branding, which you could tell they were like smart. I loved it. I always thought that was great because they because they made the logo, you could tell they made it homemade or whatever. Yep. They were able to like, it didn't matter what promotion they went to. They could just still use it and sell t-shirts gimmick, that said man. Nasty Boys on them. It's a them. good name. 
although these are bootleg because first of all the, there's no z in the boys remember there they changed was yeah they did they changed it later to nasty boys now now you're really having a that one hundred percent hardy boys and doubly boys you're thinking of nasty boys when the hell did they do that They're definitely in the mid 90s no WCW. they did not nasty boys no i don't think they did Quinn. i think they did. i think you're making that up <laughs> i think people spell it that way because mm. of the z craze of the late 90s we're the boys that's why we're, we're the nasty boys that's why they're the generation z yeah although in in um <laughs> nothing to talk about with this well, fucking show i will man. say this if we were in europe they would we, they'd be like what do you mean it's nasty boy zed or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> nasty boy zed yeah there'd be a u in there for no yeah. reason too in england and the food <laughs> would suck butch name drops the killer bays the british bulldogs the rockers and the road warriors the Nasties didn't fight any of them yet, did they? Not, yet, Not that I, I know don't of. Think. Uh, Maybe an AWA or something. The Bulldogs? Like once. When would they have fought the Bulldogs? Maybe Japan. Perhaps. Right? Anyway, back to ringside where the terrible twosome are introduced. The wild thing, Steve Ray. Yeah, not Stevie Ray. No. Not, remember, not that Stevie. Remember Steve Ray? We saw him in yeah, fucking we've what, seen, UWF. So, something that wasn't good. He stinks. Yeah, I think UWF is correct. Yeah. And his partner, Quinn, Curtis Hughes. Yes, that Curtis Hughes. But he's a big, happy face in, like, normal gear. <laughs> it's very strange. He's, like, all smiling. He's, he's like, like, hi, yeah, I'm here. Like, he's, like, he, like, jogs out all happily, big smiles, waving. I like it, though. It's weird. I don't mind it, I've though. never seen Curtis Hughes not just all serious. I haven't either. I've yeah. only seen him as Mr. Super Hughes. Super weird. Super weird. Their opponents from New York, the Nasty Boys. Boys with an S, not with a Z, just to clarify. Haunted apples with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> they, they charge out all grumpy, and it's great. They almost attack the fans because fuck it. Butch, so this is the difference between stars yeah. and crap. Yeah. And Mark Star. <laughs> you can tell the Nasty Boys actually are good wrestlers good. Who, are, who, who like know how to get a crowd riled they up. They have charisma. Stuff. Yep. Anyway. Butch brings up how they're a good team and they wrestle for the CWA and the AWA and we cut to a pre-tape promo from the Nasties. And weirdly have the official Nasty Boys Zubas shirts. Like suit, actually full suits, full right? Full suits, yeah. yeah. Official. Official, that's like, right. Official because they, again, I have to stress, like this is why they were good. They knew like we got to make our own merchandise so they made a logo and they probably trademarked it. They always kept the, it. And they kept it everywhere and probably to this day, you can when you buy a Nasty Boys shirt, it probably goes to them somehow. At least knobs. Yeah. It would definitely, like Sags might have I'm sure have he mails it. a check to Sags at the very least. You know what I mean? <laughs> he doesn't just cash app them or something or Venmo. They would Venmo those two. Those seem like a, that seems like they have they just have their cell phones yeah. hooked up together. They're childhood friends, you know. That yeah. could be you and me one day. Here's your here's your fifty percent cut sags like, and he just like hops it over. It's like thirty dollars <laughs> because great. because who's buying Nasty Boy shirts in this day and age? But Someone should. We should get Nasty Boy shirts, right? Would you wear one? Oh, I'd wear them. I think I would too. I like the logo. Me too. And and then we kick some up to knobs and sags. Yeah. Uh, didn't one of them need surgery recently or Nobs. something? Nobsy yeah. baby. He needs he needs it, man. Okay. 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 Anyway, Nobs the captain makes fun of New Zealand and their sheep mm-hmm. herding. As Sag's a ta- technician calmly gets on the mic, taunts Hughes and Ray. Go back to the ring where Sags is still giving the fans some shit. And he's going to start with Wild Thing Steve, Ray. Lots of standing around. Lots of standing. Your favorite. Uh, <laughs> circle for a bit. We lock up. Need by Sags, technician. And some stomps. Fans hate it. Ray with a kick and an elbow to the head. Wrist lock and a tag to Hughes. Happy Hughes. I love it. He's good. He clamps on a wrist what lock. A weird. That's so weird. <laughs> I'm though. fine with it. He clamps on his own wrist lock. The fans like it. John calls him the Brahma Bull, by the way. Before the rock, you see? Mm. It was Happy Curtis Hughes. Hughes. And apparently he played for the Cowboys. I bet he. He did. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Mm-hmm. Probably did. Ask JR. Ask uh. Deion Sanders. They would be around the same time, right? No, Deion played for the Cowboys in the mid 90s. Oh, he wasn't in 1990? Was he on the Niners then or something? I don't know. Falcons? Okay. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, Dion didn't play for the Cowboys until the mid nineties. I always said it was like around nineteen ninety. It started like for five for years. The Cowboys? Yeah, I thought no! it started. I thought it started about this the time. Five or something. Huh. Weird. It was Maybe on the Falcons, my right? brain timeline is weird with that. I, I, I always I always associate him with the, like the whole half of the first half of the nineties. No, no, no. It was on the Yankees, I think, in nineteen ninety. Also. Oh right, the baseball. Was, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's still playing baseball. Anyway, Sags with the whip, which was reversed by Hughes, dropped down, shoulder block by Hughes. Sags is in trouble. Back to the wrist lock, and then Quinn and armbar. <sighs> Come on, <laughs> is this over yet? No. Knobs tells the crowd to shut up. In the meantime. Somehow he's all sweating, beat red. He's done nothing. He's I, done it's nothing. It's incredible. Nobs has literally not even been in the and match And you know yet. why, probably? Because why? he's out there probably yelling at the top of his lungs at the crowd, As trying a, to rile them up because he's a fucking pro. That's like his only loud volume is like 100. You know what I'm I mean? I'm just saying, Nobs is always working. This always. is why the two of them are professionals. They're great. Even when he's standing out there, he's doing something. That's why they are. That's one of the aspects of why the Nasties are good, though. They're always working the fans. Right, They're exactly. They're good at it, too. Uh, Sags with some punches, though. Ray is able to tag in. He gets Sags in an armbar on the mat. Get a wrist lock stretch now. Well, I don't know what it's called, but hey, if John Dubik can make up moves, so can I. Mm-hmm. Right? I <laughs> Sags rolls out of this finally. Back up, backs Ray into the heel corner. Tagged in Obbs, the captain. Snapmare, elbow by Nobs. We get audio now, just audio, of a Steve Ray promo. No video. It's like the WrestleMania 2 opener. Yeah, Don Morocco, 86 or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. WrestleMania 2, April 86. Like yeah. signing off or whatever. <laughs> the sign off is incredible, but audio only. It's beautiful. It Don't forget the sinister Mr. Fuji in my corner. Uh-huh. Nassau Coliseum, April 86. That's something only Donnie P could pull off, too. April 86. Yeah. <laughs> April 86. I love John that clip. Morocco never gets enough credit. He's so good. Is he an unsung hero? 100%. We could talk about him. Maybe next week. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, we now fully cut to the video as they're still talking. Hughes is standing next to Ray, all happy. <laughs> this is weird because there's like a match happening. Yeah, like this is like, a picture in picture. I think they fucked up and they didn't did. show this at the beginning of the match. And they were like, oh shit. Yeah, and play they, it, play like, it. forgot or yeah. something. Yeah, It's messed up. But anyway, we go to break and we come back where Hughes is in with Knobs working the arm. Can we do anything else on this show? Everyone, even Knobs and Sags do it. With the, the arm bars? Arm, yeah. A lot of arms. Tag back to Ray off the ropes of the double axe. Knobs with an Irish whip drop down. Sags with a kick to Ray from the apron. And Knob sends Ray outside. Nice shot of the copious amounts of crap on the floor. Ringside, mm-hmm. by the way, just crumbs, cans, <laughs> bags. like Styrofoam cups. Yeah, like, just <laughs> dirt. Yeah, it's rats. very bad. I don't know what's going on here. Just paper. <laughs> <laughs> just crumpled paper. Yeah. Good Lord. The Nasties fuck with Ray on the outside while Hughes is protesting to the referee. Ray back in. Irish whip by knobs back elbow. Tag to Sags, the technician. Backbreaker is nicely done. Back to Knobs, double whip, double boot. John calls that a double knee because, of course, Irish whip by Knobs and an elevated bear hug. Gotta get up that last five minutes somehow. <laughs> John, great body press here. Yes, shut up. It's a bear hug. <laughs> he's, so, he's horrible. This guy's one of the worst announcers ever. He is. No, that's he, unbelievable. He doesn't know the names of moves. No, that's the, but pro- the thing is they act, they talk with him like he like was in the ring or like he was an expert or something like, yeah, that guy had some fights. Like he knows a thing that in basketball it was just like wrestling, <laughs> yeah. right? It's like, what? I don't think that this guy has ever called wrestling in his life. No. Until this. Yeah. In, in all seriousness. He was something, something sports related. Let's hire him. Yeah. That's, with a professional voice. Yeah. Because he does have it's a like, good voice. It's like hiring a gym teacher to do <laughs> call wrestling. <laughs> like Mr. Toto. Yeah. Anyway, Hugh starts a go Steve go chant. Yeah, I agree. Go. Yeah. Ray Hammer, go home. Ray Hammer's out with a few punches here. <laughs> called a knuckle buster <laughs> by John. Yeah. What does that mean? 
Horrible. Just call them punches, dude. You don't have to put your spin on this, yeah. you know? Off the ropes, knee by knobs, tagged to Sags, Irish by Sags, elevated bear hug again. John, by the way, keeps calling Sags Jerry, which <laughs> makes him sound so much nicer. Like, yeah, Jerry in there and out Jerry. <laughs> Do you think if they were like, they started out as faces, they'd be Jerry and Brian? Yeah. The nasty guys or something. <laughs> the nasty guys. Yeah, it's just something the, less. The nice guys. Instead of boys, makes them sound like more gang type. The nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> the nice guys. The nasty, men, the nasty men. That's a whole different thing. Ray claps out off the rope, slams Sags to the mat. Both guys down. Sags makes the tag. Here comes Hughes. Big rights by Hughes. Body slam. Body slam on Sags. Close lines for everybody. Headbutt. Double noggin knocker. He's a house of mister. He sure is, Quinn. Yep. All four guys in the faces whip the nasties into each other. Hughes goes for the slam. Sags hooks the leg, though. Knobs falls on top. And mercifully, it's all over. Match wasn't horrible, but it was boring and it was old. And it's we're time It's time to go. The credits yep. literally go now. Literally, right, yes. There's actual credits. Roll credits. They roll. Wardrobe is provided by the Cambridge Clothing Company. Titles by Electronic Pencil. Well, <laughs> oh, because you got to write it somehow, right? You need an electronic pencil on that for that cryon. Chiron. Technical producer is Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. It's mm-hmm. $5. Uh, John conti- Sorry, I'm cracking myself up. Yep. John Dubin continues to put over the nasties, and then he bitches about how Ray and Hughes are still in the ring. It's poor. It's all poor. We get a replay of the finish as the intro song plays us out here. And as the music continues, we get more credits and more highlights from the show. So here's the thing. This was not good or anything, but I didn't hate it. It was just odd and boring. I didn't like it wasn't actively offensive. It was boring. My outlook was the production wasn't bad, but it was poor all around. Arm City, John not knowing moves, (laughs) arm lower tier wrestlers other than nasties and more arm. Yeah. Like it was just arm, 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 arm. There was nothing good about it. That's no. the thing. The The most interesting thing to me in all seriousness was guessing what creative move name John Dubig was going to come that up with next. That was probably the best part of the I'm show. not even kidding. Other than that. That's not a good thing either. The promos were short and bad. Yeah. The matches were long and boring. Hideous. Just hideous. So Ian Tanner. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really appreciate you uh, recommending this one. But see, folks, this is the kind of thing that can happen. You put a, a specific episode or review request, and we might just pick yours. It's true. So put it on our Facebook group. And in the meantime, obviously, we want to remind you of a couple of things as we get out of here. If you have iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called, could you leave us a review, please? Thanks. It helps us yeah, out. it would help us. It definitely. does help us out. If you want the extra content, that's the 84 Canon and the pay-per-view reviews, Head on over now to patreon.com slash OVP podcast. In the meantime, follow on Twitter. Join the group if you haven't yet. Besides that, Quinn, we're going to be back next week, right? Well, yeah, we'll be here. All right. So until that time, I am Joe Murata. That is Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. This is where it all happens. The main event newsroom. From here, I'll be reporting each week with news from the world of wrestling, both home and abroad. You'll get the full story on the mayhem and the magic. You'll hear about the masters and the monsters. They'll tell you stories about such wrestlers as Siva Afi, the local boy who's going right to the top. Siva Afi, the Samoan-born New Zealander, started his wrestling career right here in New Zealand, in Wellington. And what a talent he was. Siva Afi combines agility and wrestling technique with his incredible strength, generated by his relatively short frame. He's a vastly experienced grappler who's thrilled crowds all over the Middle East, Japan, Asia, and the United States of America. 
and the U.S. Siva Arfi quickly came to the attention of movie superstar Burt Reynolds. And Reynolds sealed the deal to make Siva Arfi his personal bodyguard. Who cares?